This is Comic Geek Speak, episode 1508 I'm Adam Murdo. I'm Shane Kelly. I'm Chris Everly. I'm Bill Ellis. And I'm Danny O'Brien. All right, welcome to the show for your monthly dose of coming attractions in the world of comics, what we like to call our previews episodes. Previews! And Shane, why don't you tell folks uh, who is sponsoring <laughs> this previews episode? This episode is sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. That's dcbservice.com. Go to their website for all your pre-ordering needs. They run plenty of specials, plenty of bundle packages. Um, there is usually a DC Kids bundle. There's oftentimes a Vertigo bundle and new number one bundle. If there's a variant cover like DC in recent months has had a, a Lego bundle that's been able to go out. So you can order all of them all at one shot. Um, they like to give you your comics at great discounts, uh, sometimes upwards of 50% off. They run specials on trades and hardbacks as well. I think the most current one was Marvel at this time. Check out their website um, for all their specials. Their front page has three or four tabs along it that give you um, maybe a new number ones coming out for a particular title or creator, and they'll discount that at a, at a great price for you. Check out um, Discount Comic Book Service. That's dcbservice.com. We've been using them for a lot of years. We'll continue to use them for a lot of years. Um, great resource. Shipments come on time and mm -hmm. in perfect order. And uh, it's just a great company. Mm -hmm. And a lifesaver for people who don't happen to live anywhere near a very local true. comic shop. Very true. I was fortunate and had one growing up. And, um, yeah, for anybody in the in the Midwest or middle of nowhere or anywhere, really. <laughs> yeah, like the, yeah, the Badlands of southern New the Jersey. Bad, yeah, yeah, the Badlands of Star Trek. Wherever you are, I'm sure they would get it to you. That's dcbservice.com. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Absolutely essential to those of us here at CGS. And I know a lot of you listening... Appreciate them, too. All right. So we're looking at the October catalog, things uh, from that book's for shipment in December of 2014. Uh, and I'm assuming we're just going to begin with Dark Horse as we usually do. Nobody's paying the slightest bit of attention, so I'm going to say, yay, we're going to start with Dark Horse. We're going to start with Dark Horse. Oh, sorry. No, I, was, I was looking we're at reading our Dark, Dark Horse. Horse Chris and I were conversing I, I was, quickly. I was just mesmerized the fact that they're doing a new, a new comic adapting Shaft. Hey, we're, we're not there yet, Chris. I know, Chris. I just ahead. It was the beginning. I got excited. <laughs> Damn it, Chris. He, he couldn't wait. He had to... Never mind. <laughs> He's just talking about Shaft. We're going to keep it PG. <laughs> he didn't want to get too excited. <laughs> It's good to be here. <laughs> uh. Thrilled to have you all. And thrilled to have these two beautiful newlyweds in the studio. Oh. <laughs> yes, we had wanted the two of them to express their conjugal bliss in the form of introducing the show in this is our first. This is our first podcast as a married couple. <laughs> and I'm so excited. <laughs> Literally uh, bouncing up and down in his seat as, as he speaks. That's for something else. <clears throat> but then Bill chickened out. And said, <laughs> Bill chickened out. Of... of Introducing the show in unison. So. Oh, I totally chickened out of that. Yeah. 
Also, I made a face. No, you didn't want to do it. No. You made a face. I made a face. I keep trying to get it so that that one day we'll wear matching outfits. We have matching shirts, too, and We have many of them. And and I'm like, like, one day I will just change my shirt. You won't know, and you'll be stuck, and we'll be wearing adorable matching outfits. My wife's not too keen on matching stuff either. Yeah, that's not happening. And now that it's been 18 years, neither am I. And it's lame. Someday we're going to get like a photo shoot. All of us, whatever the family is at that point. Oh, my goodness. Sailor I would, outfits. I would totally do an awful <laughs> glamour shot of, like, the same matching outfit. That would be a Christmas oh, card. Space, I would do that in a second. Lasers, get, get the, get the purple Donnie and Marie outfit. I would do that in a second. Have you seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Oh, yes. No. Masterpiece. Matching shiny silver jogging suits. I'm in. You guys can be Todd and Margo. <laughs> Let's do it. One of the great moments in that film, I have to, I have to comment, is when he gets – his bonus, quote bonus, uh-huh. and he has the breakdown. Uh-huh. It's amazing. One of Chevy Chase's finest moments right there. I never have a breakdown like that. <laughs> <laughs> so how does this preview thing work? We just go through and talk about Say certain things. Whatever catches in your that. fancy. Yeah. Okay. Just front to back. Start with Dark Horse. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't think anything in Dark Horse really caught my fancy. Yeah, me too. You, this is the first month in a long time yeah. that I'm ordering almost nothing from Dark Horse. For a long time, Dark Horse was publishing nothing I was interested in. Then they hit a pretty strong patch for me, and now I'm back to near zero. Itty bitty mask, I think, is the only thing I'm buying for Dark Horse this and, month. And I'm saving up uh, for a trade of that when it comes out, I have to say. It's just heave a sigh again that they've lost the Star Wars license. Yeah. I mean, they're they're making great effort with uh, the aliens and predators stuff and the buffy verse stuff still going strong terminators in there i mean it, it's not for lack of of putting forth effort one thing i'll mention on page 52 is the final issue of the massive by brian wood i mentioned this last time uh outstanding book uh if you want to get it it'll all be, all be in trade obviously i would imagine shortly after this issue uh concludes yeah. the series concludes but great you know, sort of post-cataclysm political intrigue um, it's another example of how Brian Wood is one of those classic writers who can write basically every genre, and it's good. I so think that, I have the first volume. That's a that. book I recommend in, in catching up on the trade. And I, again, I'm sorry to say I've fallen so behind on Buffy. I still have to read most of season nine. Oh, I'm and even further. Behind. I'm a huge fan, so I really have to make that happen because that's just shameful. Uh, also worth mentioning, I think, is the Alien versus Pre- uh, or the Alien and Predator. The whole. Uh, the whole thing they're doing with the fire and stone thing, mm-hmm. which you know we've got a number of people at the shop who are who are getting the, those books. It's interesting that they're doing four uh, tied together uh, mini series for the for all of those properties at once. I think it makes sense after the loss of Star Wars to kind of go big. I would imagine. On, oh my gosh, yeah, on other properties that they have, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I, I, mean, I want also want to emphasize to people. We keep mentioning Star Wars. That doesn't Dark Horse is a great company. Oh my! Gosh, I don't mean to say down. that we feel it diminished now because they don't have Star Wars no, anymore. They've I don't done, mean to imply that either. Yeah, it's just, yeah. No, yeah. I, I just feel like I don't want people to think that because they've done so much great work over the past. You know, was it twenty five years? Yeah, twenty five, like twenty six years. Um, so there's still plenty of great stuff to check out, both in the present and then in terms of older material. Mm-hmm. Again, all their work on Conan lately has been fabulous, and they do a great job of reprinting collections of older things that you wouldn't expect to see or find. Very true, sir. Very true. Well, actually, the thing that they're leading with this month on page 34, the new uh, Hellboy miniseries, Hellboy and the BPRD, number yeah. one of five, co-written by Mike Mignola and John Arcudi, art by Alex Maliv, no less. Oh. 
who also provides the cover. Um, and it's a young Hellboy story. It's a Hellboy has a gangly youth going out on his first mission with the BPRD. So you know, it's, I, I might actually pick that up. Yeah, that's noteworthy. Well, that may change my uh, mind. Brazil. Anything else in Dark Horse jump out at anybody? Um, I, I, I did see something a minute ago. I'm just trying to find the page. We jumped to DC, so. <laughs> All right, page 64. Um, Dark Horse is continuing to collect uh, some uh, the entire, well, all, every Elf Quest comic ever published by Wendy and Richard Penny. So they've come out with the second volume now, uh, collecting Elf Quest Siege at Blue Mountain numbers one through eight and Kings of the Broken Wheel numbers one through nine. I think when I can find the time, I have to pick a volume one because remember when Jamie had us oh, review yes. the last miniseries and we were kind of down on it because we were it, th- it didn't take into account new readers. Yes. No, you had no, no clue what was going on. It really didn't, and and, and he was he was first to admit that too. Yeah. So um, I not think, a not a fair shake on Elf. I think going back to volume one would be would be a, a, a good approach. I've already got my copy in hand. Do you? Have nice. you read it, sir? Uh, oh, of course not. <laughs> oh, wait, I, that was foolish of me to say. But it, <laughs> perhaps a decade from now, it is in my possession. Yes. No, I, th- I think that could be a good future book of the month. I, I, well, that's a good. Point, I second sir. that. Actually, yeah, I agree with that as well. You know, it's just another you know, Jamie-approved project. Oh, gotcha. big guy. I've also been enjoying these uh, Samurai Executioner omnibus volumes that they've been putting out by yeah. uh, Kazuo Koike. Uh, those have those have been really really fun. So on page That's the same people did Lone Wolf and Cub, right? I believe yeah, okay. so, yes. Yes, it is. And it's a, it's a very brutal look into a very brutal time in Japan. On to DC? Let's I, do it. I, I guess so. so. Sean, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, I want to point out one more thing. It, it, I, just on page 73, thank you for finally putting all the Hellboy trades back into print because mm-hmm. Bill knows exactly what I'm talking about. As a retail, I always, when I want to introduce somebody to a, that's an older series that I mm-hmm. think is worth reading – you got to have volume one. Yeah. And too often, Hellboy's an example of this. They don't keep the whole thing in print, so it's nice to see that they, it looks like they're putting them all in print here, I, I think. No, I take that back. They don't have volume two listed. <laughs> See, <laughs> and that's okay. the you other can, volume. If it's not volume one, one, it's volume two. Yeah. Well, maybe volume two is already in print. I hope so. You know what they did? They probably put volume two into volume three and then just skipped the number. <laughs> <laughs> So. <laughs> very odd on your uh, It'll be nice okay. to have a, a full run on the sh- in the shop. All righty, DC. Page 76. The Return of the Secret Six, number one. Written by Gail Simone, art by Ken Lashley. Oh, God, I haven't seen his work in ages, Ken Lashley. Yeah. Wow, I remember him doing uh, X-Men, Excalibur stuff, I think, in the 1990s. Right, Murr? Didn't Ken Lashley do Excalibur? Oh, late in its uh, run? I, I want to say yes. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I know he did mutant stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly not certain. But this is going to be our first um, off the rack for this month for DC. Mm-hmm. We're hoping we can uh, tempt Pants to participate because we know he was uh, all about uh, yeah, the Secret Six. Oh, yeah. In the late pre-Flashpoint period yeah. when Gail is Simone this, was writing it then. Is this the first iteration of the new 52 Secret Six? Yep. Uh, yes. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we have no idea what it's going to be exactly. It might not be the renegade group of uh, supervillains on the run from... You know, the conspiracy, the, the the society of supervillains, right. which is what the Secret Six originally was, mm-hmm. you know, Secret Six slash Villains United. It looks like it might be some kind of villain team-up. There's a lady in a sparkly white bowler hat and a mask. Looks like she might have some relationship to the Riddler. Who can say? So we don't know any of these characters then, right? We know Talon. We know Talon. Oh, Talon. And you okay. can see Catman's mask clearly on the board. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> there's only five characters, Sean. <laughs> It's so a really go. cool cover, I gotta say. I really like this cover a lot. 
Like snakes and ladders. 18th century board game, Snakes and Ladders. Murray, why don't you please proceed with the next entry there? Oh, sure. This uh, <laughs> month's installment in the Multiversity Project is Multiversity Thunderworld, number one, 48 pages, 499. Grant Morrison and Cameron Stewart take on the heroes of Earth 5, known as Earth S in the pre crisis multiverse. They made it Earth 5 because the numeral 5 kind of looks like an S. And it's uh, the Marvel family, and it is the Marvel family, Captain Marvel, none of this Shazam crap. Shazam (laughs) is the name of the wizard. The hero is named Captain Marvel. Grant Morrison preserved that, and because he's Grant Morrison, they let him get away with it. And I'm so glad. And so it's going to be – it's been described as kind of an all-star Superman treatment of uh, the Marvel family in one issue. Then I'm in 100%. As if you weren't before. No, but but all-star Superman is a real favorite of mine. Sure is. And look look at the rendering of Captain Marvel by Cameron Stewart. It is oh, it's pitch beautiful. perfect. Beautiful. Pitch perfect. I'm really excited for this. It's long overdue to look yep. that good. Mm-hmm. This is the part of uh, the multiversity that I think I've been anticipating the most intensely. Now, Paige, uh, I'm up on 83, Constantine number 20. Constantine, Constantine. Um, I'm not getting the book regularly, however... It's hate at first sight when John Constantine meets his Earth 2 counterpart. I'm going to pick that issue up. I'm really loving the Earth 2 characters. So I'm curious to see what they do with this. I think you may just have sold me on that, Shane. Yeah, I I was I glazed over my first round of, of go-through previews. Um, but yeah, looking here as, as everyone was talking and looking at their other stuff, I'm like, oh, he meets his Earth 2 counterpart. That's going to be worth picking up. Hmm. Page 82, Aquaman 37. I've been still enjoying this title. Um, it's Aquaman fighting Gorilla Grodd. I'm in for that. Mm. Beautiful variant cover by Darwin Cook. Yes, which there's that. a lot of Darwin Cook yeah, variant covers this Aquaman month. and Merrick kissing in the surf. Going yeah, but a lot in the, the, DC the other cover, he's fighting a giant gorilla, a purple gorilla. Why wouldn't Grodd. you want that one? <laughs> I just I love Darwin Cook's art so much. I know, yeah. but giant gorilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you're right, Shane. Yeah, like in Justice League 37, mm-hmm. they have another great Cook variant cover there. There's a lot. There's wow. um, Justice League United has it. Justice League Dark, and uh, all throughout the DC previews. Justice League Dark kind of caught my eye also because it looks like uh, well, parallel Earth doppelgangers, possibly. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking yeah. of Constantine's Earth 2 counterpart. Sure does. Written by J.M. Demetrius. That's always a good thing. Absolutely. Okay, Earth 2 Worlds in. What do we think of that? I'm getting it. I haven't started it yet. Me but I'm, I'm going to get the whole darn thing. Another Billy? another weekly series. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, that's true. Another yeah. weekly series. That's the part that What's stinks. next, guys? Four weekly series? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be a second Batman weekly series. Really? Yeah. No, I don't know. Anyway, I, that's just... I don't really keep up with the new stuff anymore. Well, not DC. I kind of gave up on DC a while ago. Future's End, which stinks. Batman Eternal, which doesn't stink. And now this. Shane, how is Earth 2? I, I haven't read it beyond the first I lo- few issues. I like Earth 2. I'm, I'm probably five or six issues behind at the moment. But everything I've read between that and um, World's Finest, two of the best books, mm, yeah, in I'm my very, opinion. I'm very happy that World's Finest is still going, too. I am, too. I, I thought I'd heard that a few months ago that it had been canceled. Oh, Here's God, I hope not. Number 29 solicited and no hint that it's the final issue. That sucker better chug along forever, man. I, I love that book. Hmm? Haven't missed an issue myself. It's fantastic. I mean, there are some things about the Earth Two characters that I'm not 100 percent sold on, but I've been enjoying the book enough to, to keep it I'll going. To, I'll have to catch up with it and trade then. Yeah. Page eighty-eight. Nice to see Anne Nachenti getting work. Fine writer. She's, I don't know. If 
she did doing the Clarion book. I don't know anything about that, but I just I've always admired her work, and I'm glad she's she's getting work. Page ninety. <laughs> ha ha. Justice League 3000, number 12. Uh, uh, look at that cover. The Shame. return of Ted Kord as Blue Beetle and Booster Gold in their... It's it's the pre-New 52 Booster and Beetle, which I think I read online um, an interview by Keith Giffen saying this means that this comic takes place on pre-New 52 Earth. So everything you've been reading in Justice League 3000... Is the Earth before Flashpoint? Really? Yes. And these characters are from that. This is not a clone. These aren't from another crossing of universes. This is them waking up from some kind of cryo freeze. In the year 3000. In the year 3000. In the original universe. In the original universe. That's kind of exciting. It very much is. Refresh your memory. How did they bring Ted Kord back after he was shot by uh, Lord? They never did. They didn't. They didn't. There was the couple issues of Manhunt with something, which I even forget how that happened. But but that's it. The the closest you came was in Booster Gold's pre-Flashpoint series. Where he was time traveling and around he, he, and hooked up met with, with Ted, right? Met up okay. with Ted, and they went on a JLI adventure with yeah. every just about every cast member from JLI. It's a shame they don't have um, Kevin McGuire here, but oh, you're not kidding! What, which he was supposed to be the artist at first on Justice That's League right. 2000, yeah. But you got the the, the writing team from mm-hmm. the Baja era, so. And then right below that, Secret Origins features Grayson. Um, my glasses are playing tricks on me, so I don't see who else it is. Let's see, Animal Man by Jeff Lemire and Travel Foreman. The original uh, New 52 creative team. And Katana by Anna Senti and Cliff Richards. Speaking of Grayson, have you read issue three yet? Uh, no. Not yet. Okay. I won't spoil anything. That's one of the best New 52 books okay. as far as oh, I'm Oh, it's absolutely it fantastic. Mr. King, outstanding work, sir. Mm-hmm. Issue three blew me away. Okay. This is without – I mean I'm, I've been very blunt about how I feel about new, the New 52 in general. I, yeah. think, I think it's very dull overall. This is an inspired book. I'm now, really did, enjoying it. Did you read the Future's End issue? I, I'm going to read it shortly. Okay. I, I, I'm getting a copy. That was fantastic as well. Wow, these Darwin Cook variant covers are oh, they're awesome, they're gorgeous. Oh, like, man. okay, so oh, I, this Teen Titan ones. Wow. I'll, I'll be honest. There's no way I'm going to get every single one of these, but yeah. give me a book of all the covers. Mm. I love. You know? I love printed posters think, of a couple of them. I don't think any of them are incentive covers either, which is nice. No, no, they're not. They're just yeah. flat yeah. out variant yeah. covers. Right. So you can just you can just straight up get those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Page uh, ninety nine. I, I'm going to be buying an issue of Supergirl, I believe, because oh, yeah? of the Darwin Cook Legion <laughs> of Super Pets cover. I mean, <laughs> no Beppo, no Brody, <laughs> but we do get Comet, Streaky, and Crypto. Nice. <laughs> well, look at the. Um, I like the Superman number 37 Darwin Cook variant cover with Superman out of the Daily Planet already. Oh, that is great. It's just absolutely fantastic. They're beautiful. What does it say that we're commenting more on the variant covers for a lot of these series than the actual content? (laughs) I know. But you you said World's Finest is a book you're still enjoying, correct? Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm really excited for the new Batgirl. I am too crazy excited so much so that i went out and i know it's it's probably going to be you know different but i went out and got all the missing issues of batgirl because i started to get it i dropped it Mm -hmm. i went out and got all the other ones so i could try to catch up and go right through to the new one yeah i have i think about a year's worth of batgirl sitting in my house that i haven't read and i probably won't read them i'm just gonna skip to the new stuff i can't wait i'm really that's the one book that i'm crazy excited about 
And the cover just looks ridiculous. It, she's it, shiny. She's not not only the, the, the blingy type glitter cover, but that Darwin Cook cover. Also. Oh, the Darwin Cook. Oh, man. I'll, I'll keep being effusive praise, giving effusive praise for Darwin Cook. If page 102, Batman Endgame, they're saying it's such a mystery, they're not going to tell us what it's about. Um, look at the variant cover. Oh. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Wow. I am. Um, I still haven't finished Zero Year. I got to finish the last couple issues. Oh God! Just watch the movie. Um, <laughs> I am. I'm not caught up to doing it, but I am getting all the Robin Rises stuff. I'm interested to see what happens. I haven't with read this. that. Have you read it? Not yet. No. Okay. There's a couple issues of tie-ins and Omegas and Alphas, whatever it is. Uh, Omega. I think Omega. I have an Alpha or something. I know Alpha usually comes first, but there was some special that came out that I have. Are they bringing back the dead kid? Um, that's the impression I get. They're they're bringing back the dead kid. Okay, I was just curious. Damien, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, well, it says something about Batman that you have to narrow down the dead kid. That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just they keep coming back alive. They're kind of like Jean Grey's. Yeah. Whew. Page one hundred five, double treat. Grayson number five, and then Grayson Annual one. Mm-hmm. Again, listeners, I think this is one of the best books DC's producing right now. Uh, it's, oh, it's absolutely! Really well done. It's so smart. Uh, you know, if you love the Dick Grayson character, you're really going to enjoy this book. Um, you know, he's he's playing a spy, but he's really really there acting as a, as a mole for Batman, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And it's, it's great intrigue. It's really well done. I want to point out on page 109, uh, Gotham Academy number three. Yep. I just read Gotham Academy number one on Wednesday, and it's great. I really? loved it. Oh, Becky Cloonan. Yes. Oh, it's wonderful. A great little adorable story and i'm totally in excellent i think i ordered the first issue that should come in my next seminar if it came in this one but yeah it was really good it was one of the ones that i called bill and i was like grab me gotham academy all right i want Uh, that now yeah i believe i answered what is this amateur hour already in the box that is true (laughs) (laughs) because i'm very skeptical about all these new batman titles yeah i didn't even know what it was but it was becky cloonan so i went i want it yeah and anything that is kind of offbeat and quirky and involves gotham but isn't completely batman centric i'm in page 112 and 113 a double dose of harley quinn number 13 with again not only a great cover unto its own right but a great darn cook cover and then a holiday special Anything Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti oh, do is usually yeah. is worth checking out. Yep, absolutely. And these are great covers. Huh. Yeah, the holiday special has interiors by Darwin Cook. Oh, wow, yeah. Among it others. sure does. Bonus. I'm sorry I'm skipping right over the Green Lantern stuff because I lost interest. What? But it's Green Lantern and New Gods and the Infinity Gems and... I mean, it's there called. There are no infinity gems. It's no. called. It really, but there was a cube and there were colors. <laughs> that would. <laughs> Why is it called Godhead? Because they're very... fighting the new gods they or are. something. With it's the it's new lanterns gods. versus new gods over the life equation and the source wall. Okay, it just it's just a weird. That's how darn how to do Godhead. It just sounds odd wall, to me. And then... now, page one twenty, Superman Earth One Volume Three. I've read the first two ones, and I've loved them. I'm excited for this. I'm glad to see they're continuing it. Um, I think a few months ago, what, a Teen Titans one was solicited, and there's two Batman ones out there. So while I would like to see more more vast characters being treated for this, um, I'm still happy they're continuing with this. Still written by J. Michael Straczynski, so... 
Oh, that's his baby. I mean, he's mm-hmm. writing all those. Yep. I read the first Superman. I enjoyed it. I haven't read the rest yet. Yep, love it. Interesting. He Man: The Eternity War. Interesting creative team written by Dan Abnett. Yeah. Art by Pop Man. Well, Dan I, Abnett's been writing the yeah. uh, Masters of the Universe ongoing for a while now. Oh, he has. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's just, it's kind of – I don't know who's been doing the art. It might have been Pop Man, but uh, same writer. Uh, they're just kind of renumbering as they go into this new story arc, this Eternity War thing, bringing in the Hordak and all the bad guys from uh, Etheria, which is where ah, yes. She-Ra, Princess of Power, was based. She-Ra, She-Ra. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of into He-Man. That was my, my big toy craze back in the mid-'80s. So. Danielle, look at – Page one, three, look at the cover for Batman 66, number 18. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yep, it is. It's Batgirl reading her first appearance in Detective yeah. Comics on the cover. With million dollar bookworm debut. popping out of it. <laughs> Come on. That's oh, awesome. Oh, bookworm. That's, uh, you know, with, with again, with the kids watching the reruns on IFC right now, Ben came across one of the Batman 66 books up in my room. He's like, oh my God, are there more of these? So now he's starting to get into <laughs> reading these. As well as watching the show. And thanks to Chris Beckett for reminding me that I have no math skills because I was going to order the <laughs> intermediate Blu-ray when Annie wrote me and said, you realize that you yes. actually get a better discount with, with the, the with biggest the big one. fancy one. So thank you, Mr. Beckett. I also want to thank you as well for the wonderful email you sent me uh, warning me not to revisit Secret Wars after 20 years, basically. <laughs> thank I still you, have sir. to decide about ordering <laughs> where I'm ordering that from. I haven't done that yet. The um, Batman DVDs. Page 124, uh, the fifth issue of Sensation Comics, has a story by our friends, uh, the husband and wife team of Corinna Bechko and Gabe Hardman. Nice. Wonder Woman goes undercover on Apocalypse and uh, runs afoul of the female furies. And right below that, I may have to break down and get the Smallville Season 11. Booster's in it. Come on. I enjoyed that episode. I still have to watch the last season and a half of Smallville. (sighs) I'm still in in the Zod season, the penultimate season. You know, I, I, I came and went with Smallville as, as like seasons five and six and beyond went on. But I loved how much they included other DC characters. Oh, yeah. And the, the say what you will about the Power Rangers Blue Beetle outfit that was in this episode. Uh, I still loved it. I loved how, what they did with Jaime, with Booster, and they even got Ted in there. Oh, so they had all the incarnations of uh-huh. Blue Beetle. Okay. I'm looking. Which season is that? Is that nine or ten? Do uh, remember? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I think that bugger stayed on my DVR for weeks and weeks and weeks. On and page weeks. 127, speaking of Darwin Cook, they're doing mm-hmm. a New Frontier Deluxe Edition hardcover. If you have not read the New Frontier, for me, one of the, the best DC miniseries, period. Art is absolutely breathtaking. Yep. It's Cook looking at the DC universe starting in the, in the Cold War era of the 1950s, especially revolving around the Martian Manhunter mm-hmm. and his isolation. Yeah, um, It is magnificent. And I even think they did a fairly – Decent job in the movie, too. Oh, the movie's wonderful. So I enjoyed it thoroughly. Read yeah. the book, then get then, the movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is an usual uh, assortment of New 52 trades. Mm-hmm. Oh, a couple of older things here and there. Page 131. I knew where you were going yeah, to this. I, Shane, oh. Wax Rhapsodic, sir. Yeah. Begin. Now, I am not the biggest showcase fan because I'm not fond of them all being in black and white. However, I have the Booster Gold one. There's no way I'm not going to get the Blue Beetle one to go right on the shelf with it. Fantastic series, all encased, what, 24 issues? One through 24, yeah. 24. How, how do you not do it? Get it. Uh, holding out for color? That, that, that's how you don't do it. Well, I have the issues <laughs> already. I will get trades if they ever come out with that, but 
since I already have the booster one, I'll get the beetle one to go right aside of it. It is handy to have all 24 issues in one volume. Mm-hmm. But again, any character that has a color right in his name. Oh, yeah. Should be in color. <laughs> So, yeah, which, especially which, when he fights the Mad Men. They're very colorful characters. I really hope Marvel's epic line of, of trades hits it off real big and it gets real popular. Well, So that DC comes along with something like that. The epic line is great in that you're getting uh, great arcs mm-hmm. in color. You're getting a lot. I mean, it, they're priced. They're $35. They're priced. But you're getting a lot, of, a lot of story in there. But a lot of their regular trades are 24 for yeah. barely anything well, compared to the, Especially the hardcovers. Mm-hmm. Mm. I find it interesting again that uh, the next the next trade there, Superman: The Power Within, is an Action Comics weekly thing. When they had the Nightwing oh, weekly right, comics right, thing right. before, Roger Stern writing. Hmm. Just interesting to see these Action Comics weekly trades Ooh. popping up. Art by Kurt Swan and Murphy Anderson, uh, legendary Silver that. Age super art team. You know, it's funny. The Action Comics weekly. When I, whenever I get a chunk of them in my fifty cent bin, those fly very quickly. Really. I mean, I, I never read them when they were coming out, but there's I so did. many other characters featured in the book. I think people would just like to like to grab them. I love the Nightwing, the Phantom Lady stories that were in there. Yeah, that w- I enjoyed that run. Yeah, I think that's where the uh, post-crisis version of Phantom Lady was introduced. I yeah, the D. Tyler. Believe you're right. It was. A, it was. A, I enjoyed that run. And above that uh, Superman trade, JLA Volume Six. It's it's caught up to her. To my point, in <laughs> reading. Yeah, this is going to. Col- this is Joe Kelly's run. It collects. It includes the. Uh, Infamous Obsidian Age story. I've just begun to read it. I know a lot of people hated it. I can't say for myself. But if you want to avoid the Obsidian Age, uh, don't want it in your collection, don't buy Volume 6. Two trades I want to put on page 138. Uh, Animal Man Volume 7. That was a tremendous series. Uh, You had work by both Jamie Delano and Grant Morrison in that series. I highly recommend it. And Ex Machina Book 4. They're repackaging... uh, Vaughn and Harris's classic story in now larger trades. Okay. And if you have not read Ex Machina. And I haven't. Okay. My humble opinion, one of the best titles past 15 years. I, I mean, it's Vaughn, again, at the peak of his powers. And I've broken record because I can say that now about Sokka. That's just, he's just that great of a writer that just keeps sitting out of the park with all these different concepts from Why the Last Man to Ex Machina to Runaways uh, to Saga. And. It's, it's the it's, – what if a superhero became the mayor of New York City? It's one of the smartest books I've ever read when it comes to politics. Extremely well done. Well, he keeps, he keeps hitting these, these fantastic, like, life strides too well, because, well, because, because all of these series are, are, you know, events that you could pick out probably from Brian Vaughn's own life where you go, oh, OK, this is where he's coming of age. This is where he's disillusioned by everything. Yeah. And uh, this is where he became a dad. Yeah, and they're fantastic and full of heart. And what's also well put, my friend, and also they're finite. Yes. I can't emphasize how important it is these stories have an ending. Yeah, they don't drag yeah, on. Yeah. I just want to jump back to page one thirty three and one thirty four for the DC Kids books. Scooby Doo, where are you? Number fifty two. Uh, <clears throat> Beware the Batman, Volume One trade paperback, which my son watched the cartoons with me and got the issues and loved them. Uh, Looney Tunes 222 featuring the, the Marvin the Martian. <laughs> Oops, and I ripped my page. And Teen <laughs> Titans Go number seven, which again, I'm loving those cartoons. Kids love the cartoons. And Ben, as soon as I get my shipment, he's asking for you his know, comics. Looking at that cover, Teen Titans Go seven. So adorable. Robin, that looks like my son Jun. Oh my! Sure does. God, completely it does. doing what it was best, which is causing chaos. <laughs> There's a little Batgirl on the bottom. Also, just wanted to point out uh, Sandman Overture. I'm Number waiting four. for the trade now because there's such yeah, gaps between I issues. Yeah, I am too. Here. But I just want to point out that on the cover, he looks like 
Benedict Cumberbatch so oh, much. Oh, God, you're right. And yeah. God, I want him to play Dream in a movie. Oh, I, can you perfect, imagine? Mind. I didn't even think of that. Yes, perfect. I can, now that you said it. Yeah, I'm just wow. yes. salivating. Well done, number one. Oh, well my done. God, I want him to be that so badly. What's, yeah, what's weird about this one is it's, it's coming out so infrequently. Yeah. Um, but as far as I could tell, none of the issues have really had that much to do with each other. I've only read the first one. Yeah, I only read, read the first okay. one, too. I've read them, and it's like walking into it. Like, you're like, okay, I wonder what I'm walking into this time. <laughs> and they're they're all almost completely different from each other. Interesting. Has anyone been reading the new incarnation of Astro City by chance? No, I have not. I have. Is it good? It is. It is. Uh, the, this uh, most recent arc was like a two-parter about an old lady who uh, – Adopts uh, cast off and broken down supervillain robots. Oh. She reconstructs them. They're her friends, and she has a little museum and uh, tourist attraction out in the desert somewhere. That's it's such a, such a great book. So consistently good. Yeah, yeah, so I, her scoundrel of a son shows up and tries to, or well, maybe it's her nephew. I don't know. She tries to well, exploit her collection of robots for nefarious purposes. Of course, I used to love that series, but I didn't even actually know it was coming out again. And then I'm just so behind. It looks like this new arc uh, deals with characters from, like, the first volume. Yeah. Quarrel and Cracker Jack. Yeah, if there's a trade, uh, I definitely... We'll take care of you, my dear. Someone needs to order it for me. (laughs) Someone who who lives in my house. The sponsors of tonight's show. (laughs) 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 Page 144 looks like Transmet is getting the absolute treatment with Absolute Transmet Metropolitan Volume 1. I have a feeling that'll be coming. Billy, a favorite of yours, sir. Feeling, yeah, I haven't read it in a million years, but we have a a print hanging in our bathroom. (laughs) Every time I utilize your lovely uh, water closet, actually, it's a Mm -hmm. bathroom because you have a shower in there too. Yes, we do. Um, And I'm standing at the commode. I look up, and there is Spider Drusum talking about. You know, it's the defecating. I think it's it's the one of the first pages from "Freeze Me with Your Kiss." Part three, where they are breaking into the porta potty <laughs> to kill Spider Jerusalem, right. and he sticks his head out of the hole they cut in the porta potty and asks them uh, very calmly, "Can I not even have a good hard shit in peace anymore?" <laughs> so the best art I've ever seen in a bathroom. <laughs> Page one forty three. I just want to point out they're, they're doing the Invisibles now in deluxe edition hardcovers. They did do a massive omnibus, which I believe is out of print now. Um, this is volume two, which is where I picked up on the Invisible. I started with the volume two, one through 13. Grant Morrison, I loved it, but as the book went on, it became so nonlinear. I don't know if he was consuming LSD while he was writing it. It's very possible. Um, it made me want to consume LSD while I was reading it. But uh, it, it's, 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 a, it's, a great, it's a great ride. I enjoyed that. And then the next page, another one I think one of the best titles of the past 10 years or so, Scalped, book one, deluxe mm. edition. This is Jason Aaron's masterpiece. Um, you know, uh, an American Indian FBI agent goes undercover in his old reservation to root out uh, criminal criminal activity and corruption. Oh, tremendous book. Mm. Highest recommendation. Yeah. And yet another standout Vertigo offering of the last several years is coming to an end on the same page, page 144. The Unwritten Apocalypse, number 12. You know, what if uh, Harry Potter... Or a semi-real person. And, uh, yeah, I kind of uh, fell out of touch with the unwritten over after. I have the, to catch up on a tumor. Yeah. yeah, I think I finished off on like book four, the tra- the first, the fourth trade, and I have not read any more. Yeah. But I loved it when I was reading it. No, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, now that it's reached a definite endpoint, 
Maybe now is the time to catch up. Shane, what do you think of the uh, Deathstroke and Arrow figures on page 147? Uh, I like the Arrow figure. I'm not too keen on the Deathstroke, all the armor he wears. I mean, it's fine. It is the way it is. Um, But I love love the way that Arrow's costume has... um, God, what matured, grown? How he's changed it from just like the the radio old hoods, and now he has an actual mask that certain character who visited yeah, came and created. I mean, that was awesome. It, it was. It's a, now it's minus. Show. I know because again, I'm only seen the first season. They make a reference to Green Arrow as a joke at a dinner party. Has he ever actually called Green Arrow otherwise in the show? They haven't done that. No, no. he's no. called just the hood. Called, he's the hood, right? Yeah. He is called yeah. Arrow. Yeah. I think at times, and yeah. then they call him the Arrow. Yeah, okay. they haven't said Green Arrow. Um, yeah. Well, as a joke like, during the first season. Right, right, right in the dinner party. Dinner. I remember that. Yeah. I like this uh, the statue by Gentle Giant, too, on page 146, except I could do without all the hearts around Oliver's head <laughs> and the rainbow in the background. That's on everybody's previews, right? Yeah, That's yeah. not just mine and Danny's. No, no, it's, okay. it's on mine, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it just felt appropriate to put little hearts around his head. Now with salmon ladder action. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's it the came next with... figure coming out. It's going to be salmon salmon ladder action. I want with that. a button where he jumps up with a special edition black canary. <laughs> I'm equal opportunity on that one. That is true. She can do the salmon ladder anytime she wants. Page one forty eight. They they're finally giving Vixen her guess her due. I don't think she's yeah. ever had a statue. No, before I don't think I so think either. Of. Beautiful black and white Batman uh, statue by Dave Johnson on page one forty nine. And yet another uh, series of scribble knots that Ben will bug me for. I like that uh, Black Adam scribble knot. There's qu- yeah. There are a couple that I like, and, and i got to give Ben kudos. We were at Baltimore Comic Con, and uh, Stan had some scribble knots, and he bought a couple. And, and I don't know what the store, the guy, who the guy was. I, I forget his name now. But he had a couple open on top of his boxes, kind of on display. So if you bought one, and you opened it up there, and you didn't like it, but you liked one of the ones he had open, you could trade. Mm. So, lo and behold, on top of the box is a Blue Beetle one. And my son, knowing me, knowing I'm a love Blue Beetle, traded one of the ones Aww, that he didn't have Dad. to get me Blue Beetle. I was quite touched. Of course, I paid for him, but I was still touched. <laughs> Anything else for DC, nice. brethren? Nope. No. And sister. No. I think Chris you, can is salivating for IDW. He can't, he can't even wait. Go ahead. Page 152. 52. Star Trek, Planet of the Apes. Crossover number one of five. What's important here, it's written by the same team now writing the magnificent adaptation of the Harlan Ellison original, original script to City on the Edge of Forever, one of the greatest Star Trek episodes of all time. Scott Tipton and Dave Tipton. Art by uh, Rachel uh, is it Stott. Stott, thank you. I couldn't see that. Uh, look, the cover has the variant cover by um, Juan Ortiz. There's all those magnificent stylized. Nineteen sixty vintage Star Trek covers. It's it's Kirk looking at the Statue of Liberty. I'm I'm in right in the away. Ground, I'm which in. I think it's yeah. in the ground. It's the in the ground. I'm so ground. in. Oh. And then and then the main cover is General. I think it's General Ursus holding up a torn uh, Starfleet shirt. Starfleet command shirt. I, I think, this is. I think on. we can't let go amiss the fantastic pun that is the name. Oh. the Primate Directive. <laughs> yeah. Oh See, my I, God, I can't it's buy really the, called that. The, no, yes, it's it really called. No, I didn't make that up. No. Oh my god! In you the didn't car, laugh. You he didn't kept laugh because you that. thought I made it up. I thought he made it up. I really didn't think it was called that. <laughs> Don't you feel like a jerk now that you're laughing? Stranger than fiction. No, you're getting not red. Really. Yeah, you see, that's the reason I can't buy that Ortiz variant cover because the words "the primate directive" do not appear on that version of the you cover. You 
damn. Oh, dirty and also, ape. Look You're on, right. Shane, look at the, the other main cover. You, they have a Klingon, Charlton Heston's George Taylor. On oh, the yeah. Yeah, they do. And then Kirk wrestling, I assume, with Ursus. Uh, McCoy, McCoy tending to a fallen red shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of red shirts are going to die in this one. Yeah, Uhura's in the far background. And then it's, that's Perez, dude. That's George Perez artwork. Son of a gun, Murd. You're right. I love those covers, but damn, it doesn't even say the, pri- the primate directive. And this, of course, they're off the rack. For independence, yes, yes. Off the racks practically chose themselves. Yes, they this did. Month yeah, they really did. I mean, it took all of three minutes. It's going to be a oh, Shatner madhouse. <laughs> a madhouse. It will be Spock. <laughs> Come here. Fascinating, Captain. They seem to be anthropomorphic apes. Apes trust his people, sir. They're <laughs> highly illogical. Page 155. I'm not going to get it. I don't even know that I want to mention it to my kids. (laughs) However, they do like Garbage Pail Kids. Some of the soccer team likes Garbage Pail Kids. So maybe I'll pick up an issue for one of my my boy's friends who's really into it. His dad even broke out his old Garbage Pail Kids and gave it to him. Yeah, they always used to nauseate me when I was in. I was in first grade. Is when those things were popular. And you and me both, Mur. They is are not my on, Is he swinging on his snot? Yes. He is okay. swinging yes. on his snot. As that is what he's snot. doing. And he is swinging on it. I, as much as I love the '80s and and most things herein, uh, Garbage Pail Kids, not one of them. Mm. Oh, speaking of the '80s, page one fifty nine. TM and T Ghostbusters huh. crossover still in full swing. You know, some colleagues at work today told me they heard a rumor that they might do a Ghostbusters as females. Anybody I hear this? I would not be opposed to that. I did hear that. Yeah, and they said they might heard – again, well, rumors that Kristen Wiig might be in it, which is great. But. I sort of think the um, the comic went through that. Uh, one of the iterations of Ghostbusters, the original cast were swept away somewhere or maybe killed. I don't know. I don't remember. But then for a while, it was females that took huh. over the roles. It wasn't too terribly long ago either. On page 163, another Star Trek New Visions made out of mud. Two photo stories. Oh, Harry Mud. Harry Mud. Star Trek 40 below it still has the Q Gambit going. Damn it, I want that to end so they trade it. Yeah, because that involves the DS9 characters. It sure right? does. I definitely want to read the trade then. And, and, side note, I am currently making my way through the entire DS9 series. I'm on season five. Still freaking oh, fantastic. It is my favorite Star Trek series. Absolutely. Uh, it was seven seasons, right? Seven. Yep. So now you're really getting into the whole Dominion. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, excellent. Worf came on last season. Yeah. Well, a lot of it. A lot of it is because. Um, oh, I, I'm ashamed. The the guy who did the new Battlestar Galactica. Oh, Ron Moore. Yeah, he, he's he's uh, one of the Spearhead, key creators of, yeah. of DS9, and it shows. Yep. Just watched. I just watched the episode where where Dax kind of lets on to Worf that she's interested in him. At the same time, Quark's trying to get it on with a Klingon woman. Fantastic series. Let's see, page 164 has G.I. Joe still going strong with number four, as well as a Real, Amer- Real American Hero 209 and America's Elite Disavowed Volume 5. Then we have G.I. Joe and Transformers number five and Transformers versus G.I. Joe Volume 1 trade paperback, all on page 165. And you flip the page to 60, 166 and 167 and all the various Transformers titles going strong. Have you read the new G.I. Joe series? They just came out. I haven't read it. I have one yet. not. Okay. I, 
I got so far behind on the G.I. Joe Real American Hero, I actually stopped getting issue by issue at the moment. And I'm really curious how this new one started. I know we mentioned it when the issue one premiered, but I have not yet. Okay, we have to jump ahead to page 170 for pants. Daniel and I were looking at this mm. on the ride over. Oh. This looks, no pun intended, amazing. Mm-hmm. John Romita's Amazing Spider-Man Artifact Edition. 200 pages, nearly, of original John Remeter Spider-Man pages scanned in. 200 pages. John Remeter, huh? Please inquire. 15 by 22-inch tome. (laughs) Wow. Yes, I'll be purchasing that. Yes, it will appear someday in a raffle at Wild Pig, I can assure you. Definitely. Wow. It says here it's... it's, uh, they're plucked from uh, the pages are plucked from uh, Amazing Spider-Man thirty-nine through fifty-three. No, I'm I'm trying I'm going to try to read this little thing quick. What the difference is between an artifact and an artist's edition? Oh, we were trying to figure that. Well, out I think the, the artist's edition is a full title, like one storyline, and okay. I think the artifact is a bunch of different uh, issues. Just I think that's non- what it is. Non-linear issues, yeah. just whatever. Okay. It's just as big as the Steranko Nick Fury Artist Edition, which we and have in the store. Huge. That is huge. Absolutely. That's a huge book. That's got to be gorgeous. <laughs> the Steranko one? Yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal. It is. It's quite nice. Yeah. <clears throat> it might be in the raffle. <laughs> good Halloween Fest, I, October good 25th. I didn't, I didn't order that one. <laughs> My budget wouldn't allow. Hmm. For Cerebus fans, cover gallery book on page 175. Has anybody else uh, read The Little Nemo? Return to Slumberland? I, I have not. I've seen the first issue. Yeah. I, I like that one so far. Hmm? I think I'm going to stick with that one for a while and see if it see if it goes anywhere. Steve well, Merge, you're a fan of Eric Shanauer, right? Yes. Yeah. yes he did I Wizard have. of Oz stuff, correct? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he wrote them, adapted okay. them. And, and he oh, also okay. he did some original Oz stories. Um, he both wrote Andrew, which I adore. And we heard anything about the Edward Scissorhands comic. No, other okay. no. It, it love still, that movie. Love the movie strikes me as odd that there's a comic book. Uh, not good or bad, just surprising, is the best way to put it. Hmm. Right, I gotta dial it back to page one sixty nine quick here. Shadow Show stories and celebration of Ray Bradbury number two, and it's, it's kind of an anthology miniseries. And oh, Neil uh, Gaiman's done a story. Yep, in your and oh. so is Eddie Campbell. Oh wow! On the subject of Bradbury, so take note. I am quite interested in page 180, Cordo Maltese Under the Sign of Capricorn by Hugo Pratt. This book, the first of 12 volumes. Wow. Mm, Italian comics. I've never even heard of this. Wow, this looks really interesting. Neither did I. But the, I mean, the I've pa- heard of Hugo Pratt, but... But not the book. Yeah. Um, the pages on the, opposite pa- on the opposite page, 181, look interesting. It, it, you know, that might not be too bad to pick up. A lot of very nice things being said by by Frank talented, Miller, Matt Fraction, Umberto Echo, yeah. Milo, Milo yeah. Manara. Wow, I'm definitely going to try this. Yep. Who says he draws like a god? Weird love. That's all I have for IDW myself. Hmm. Uh, there's a book here actually on page 183. I just I admire the art. Tom Sutton's creepy things. Oh yes, Chilling Archives of Horror. Tom Sutton is an outstanding artist. He did a lot of great work in the Bronze Age, for example. Mm-hmm. I, 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 
I love this guy's work. There's not like I don't think there's a ton of it out there, but he did, definitely did some Marvel stuff in yep. the 70s. He drew the first appearance of the hairy beast, like Hank McCoy. Thank you, it? sir. Well done. And this is uh, Horror Tales from Charlton. So that that's – I can guarantee at least visually it's going to be breathtaking. Anything else for IDW anybody else has? No. I think we've reached the end. Image? I'm all about Bitch Planet. <laughs> Proceed, my dear. <laughs> oh, it just looks awesome. It's a female title exploitation uh, sci-fi <laughs> prison comic by uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick and uh, Valentine de Landro. I'm in. The cover alone looks like a, a poster to a you know a B film from the 1970s. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I feel like this should be distributed on VHS. <laughs> There's a special edition just of that. Background music needs. Oh, the next in. few pages of preview art. It looks good, Daniel. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm in. And when you have when you have, this is very 70s, just sci-fi, like naked people floating, like tooked up the tubes. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> reminds you like the Michael Douglas film Coma, for example. Yeah, I think it's based on 70s exploitation yeah. stuff. Rumble One. Now, John, our, our, our cootie, he's a very good writer. Um, a, a scarecrow walks into a bar and proceeds to wreak havoc across two worlds. <laughs> After a long absence, Rathrak, Scarecrow Warrior God, is back and very unhappy. Again, I, my, I'm going to try that because Arcudi is an excellent writer. Hmm. Jay Fairber, didn't he do um, Noble Causes? Yes. Okay. So that alone makes me want to read Graveyard Ship because I really enjoyed I was I was uh, a big fan of that as well. A new tale of crime, horror, and romance. It's Fright Night-style thrills. And castle-style crime-solving. Interesting combination. Yeah. And this, uh, on the next page, they're not like us. I just, I like the cover. It's a really good font treatment. And, uh, uh, the designer comes and, out. Yeah, <laughs> and and the, the page that they're showing, the sneak preview, it's just, I really like the art. I do too. There's something about it that is striking to me. This is a list that says, we all have advantages over one another, but what if you were capable of things most of us can only imagine? What would you do and who would you be? A, a doctor, an athlete, a soldier, a hero? Everyone has to make a choice about how to use the abilities they're born with, but they're not like us. So it's very interesting. Page 201 has a Magdalena Seventh Sacrament one-shot. I have to check with Pants, see if he's kept up with them at all. Ooh. Page 204, the second issue of Kurt Busiek's Tooth and Claw as a cover by Alex Ross. Oh, look at that cover. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm looking forward you know, to Tooth and Claw number one. It d- Alex Ross has been around so long, but every time I see new work by him, it still takes my oh, breath yeah. away. It yeah. is amazing. Absolutely. When, when we went to the uh, museum in Pittsburgh, oh, my mm. God. Uh, you know, three or four years ago, yeah. and, they had, and then the, the, the tour of his work from when he was a little kid, yeah. even then he could draw, yeah. to, to, you know, the, the present day paintings. What a feast that was. I was, was. just <laughs> salivating the whole time. At the uh, World you, Museum. You never, you never look at a Ross and go, you know, he could have put. <laughs> like, a, like, you really phoned this one in, Alex. <laughs> yeah. You never, ever look at a piece and go, oh, that's what happened. Bad day. Page 207 has Black Science Volume 2. I have Volume 1. I still have to read Volume 1. I haven't read it. Yeah, isn't that sitting at home right now? Yes. Okay. I read it. It was good. Oh, well, that's good. Rick Remender is an excellent writer. I'm really enjoying what he's doing in Captain America. I'm looking forward to seeing how he, he uses the Falcon as Captain America. I think, mm-hmm. he's an, And I'm enjoying his run on Uncanny Avengers as well. I have – I just got a hardback of that. Uh, boy, I can't remember why – which one. Mm, I have to think about that. I think it had to do with all kind of alternate 
Marvel, which title are you talking about? I'm sorry. The Uncanny, Uncanny Avengers. Avengers, all alternate Marvel characters in it, like uh, Doom Twenty Nine. Oh, oh well, okay, that's that's the the epic story that just concluded. Okay, oh. that's the trade I just got, right, which is very good. It's a time travel thing. Yeah, lots of future. Well, characters. they bring in you know. Arno Stark, Iron Man 29, mm-hmm. Doom uh, – no, I'm sorry, Iron Man 2020. Is 20, that Arno yes, Stark? Arno Stark is 2020. Doom 2099. Uh, Ahab, I believe. Ahab, the uh, evil spider woman from – I forgot which universe and all that. So it's good stuff. Okay. Okay, on page 211. 210 and 211. Some very important things here. You have Saga Volume 4. If you're only reading the okay. book in trade. I am. You, you got to get it. I propose, gentlemen, we, we should be talking about every saga trade at some point for, for, for as, as a critique because the book – I think the book is that important. Why do you like it? Just a little bit. <laughs> it, already has, it, it has a heart next to it. <laughs> and then on the bottom, another one of the best books out today, Sex Criminals Volume 2. And another heart. Uh, I have volume one from one of your sales that I have yet to I read. I think that's another book we should discuss. And uh, you, you waltzed right by Outcast by Kirkman and as I say, read uh, that yet. volume one. Have you read that? Well, it's volume one. Oh. I read uh, I read uh, the first like two issues off the wall and it was okay and it, it's enough to make me want to get the trades. I'm Southern, sure. I'm sorry, Bill. Go ahead. I was going to make a little joke. Go ahead. Um, this is on page two thirteen. T-shirts from Southern Bastards was Jason Aaron's new creator-owned work uh, from Image. <laughs> Bill just read the, the first trade on the way the way out here. Uh, tremendous comic. Grizzled Vietnam veteran returns to his sort of. Hellhole, Alabama hometown, gets mired in intrigue with the corrupt, domineering football coach who basically controls the town. It goes from there. It's Jason Aaron. It's great. The Walking Dead free Negan t-shirt. Yeah, well, we'll talk about <laughs> Walking Dead when everybody's read all, at the end of all that war. Well, I have to get I've heard that. you really didn't like it. Oh, Jump the Shark is not, is not too... Is too probably too soft a phrase for that, in, in my humble opinion. I'll probably jump off of Outcast before Volume Thirty. <laughs> is, is, is that the, a consensus you hear in the store as well of Walking Dead? No, it's just it's I I haven't talked to anybody else about it because okay. anybody else I know hasn't read it okay. up to that point yet. I feel like I'm just um, going to read the last yeah. issue just to see what bothered you. So and much. look, it's it's hey, it's just me. You guys may think it's it's great, but I just because I read Walking Dead from the beginning mm-hmm. faithfully. And enjoyed it. Um, I didn't. Th- I never thought it was as good as other people thought it was. I think it's a very good comic. I think it's. I, I think it's a little overrated. Person, that's just me personally. And the way end of that story confirmed the feelings I've always had for it. Okay. Um, but we'll talk about it when, when you've all read it. I think the TV show is still strong, though. I, I, I haven't watched the TV show. We're so. oh halfway through the last season, and I gotta say, I was. It, that season's really good. So now you're yeah. you're ahead of me now because I'm a whole season behind. Okay, yeah, we just started watching. I guess it's season four, and I just found out it's on Netflix, so that makes it even easier. I want to applaud Image on page two fifteen. You've got uh, Image Firsts, where they're doing for a dollar uh, reprints of number one issues. Now, the roll call of greatness here: <laughs> The Fade Out by Brubaker and Phillips. Just read issue two. Probably going to be new series of the year for me. Is probably going to be my guess right now. There's a, there's a lot of stiff competition this year, which is a great thing. The Cow also in my running for best new series of the year. I love the cover to that. Yeah, the Cow oh, is all their covers fantastic. are great. Cow is tremendous. Chica- oh, the, the Chicago Organized Workers League, the Superhero Union in 1962 in Chicago, great book. Southern Bastards. We just talked like. about that. Have you read Nailbiter, Bill? I have not read Nailbiter okay. yet, but the first trade just came out, so yeah. I was going to spin through that. I don't like the cover. Oh, it looks horrifying. It's gross. I can't wait. It looks like 
It looks like what I'm going to do to waste time until the next attack on Titan comes out. Ugh. Just every month, it just it's just fun going through the image section because there's such diversity. And, and I, I was saying in the car, I just feel like Image has finally actually realized its true vision as a company. Because mm-hmm. you, you went from all the – I'm sorry, the, the hacks who were writing their stories in the beginning to producing some of the most dynamic mm-hmm. comics I think on the stands yeah. today. Well, creative freedom was always yeah. what they claimed to yeah. be about. And, but now they have really good creators. Uh-huh. So you know, it, it's magnificent work. Yes, I know I'm being harsh on the original image, but some of those guys could draw, but sure as hell, basically none of them could write. So They did what they needed to do to yeah. build the foundation of the company. And I applaud them for that and because I, I, you know, I, I, I totally love the idea of image. It's just nice to now see it really being realized with these magnificent books. Lazarus on page 224, again, it's just another one of the best comics out today. It's, it's, I think it's Michael Lark at the peak of his artistic powers. That's Greg Rucka, another one of the great masters in comics. Has anybody read Low by Rick Remender? I have not read that yet. I have not. I'll have to read that when it comes out in trade as well. We talked about Odyssey, which we're doing as our book of the one of our off the racks for mm-hmm. the previous month. Matt Fraction doing a, a sort of a space operatic take on Homer. I'm really looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. Issue two already has uh, this version of Odysseus uh, encountering the island of the Lotus Eaters, which is an actual chapter. And Mer, that that cover this, I think visually this book is going to be you to a hilt, is my guess. That just it looks like there's gonna be a lot of psychedelia in this book. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, <laughs> make sure the hilt is properly waxed. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that they're doing a book on Rasputin, who is one of the most fascinating. Uh, Sort of quirky figures in, in in 20th century history and of course Russian history. So I'm going to check that out. Me myself, I'm spent on image. Anybody else have anything for? Well, image keeps going. They have so much stuff. Going. They yeah, do. They do. They sure do. Supreme Again, Blue Rose was fun, and Trees has been weird. I'm looking forward to trades <laughs> coming out on both of those. I'll try Trees in trade. Yeah. And I'm Supreme. I had to get single issues. Seeing. Warren Ellis's deconstruction of Alan Moore's deconstruction of, <laughs> of time and the nature of being in superhero revision-prone universes. Yeah. Shall we plunge into Marvel? I think so. Let's yeah. plunge. <laughs> First thing we run into Shall is we? another Rick Remender product. It's uh, the Avengers and X-Men Axis miniseries. Mm. What is this? Uh, it's the I Red Skull getting... It's the new big event. What if Onslaught... Oh, there. Word of the Red Skull. Okay. He's got Xavier's brain and he's using it as a weapon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't been reading. That's uh, Uncanny Avengers, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. I, that was I, the first arc. Yeah, I read the first issue and went, no, this That's is a little just... too weird for me. I'm out. No, it was just weird enough for me. Yeah, I, <laughs> it wasn't my taste. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was a little too expensive, so I'm just trying to scavenge it and back issues well, it's, for it's, even now. It's Remender. Murder, I'll help you out with that. It's Remender. And Jim Ch- – I love Jim Chung's art. So I, I, I just devour his artwork. So, you know. The thing with the Marvel events and from my perspective is I get a little exhausted with them. But oh, they, they at least I put – I don't get a little. I'm <laughs> totally exhausted with But them. they yeah. at least put really top-flight creative teams on them. Mm-hmm. So like Jason Aaron did Original Sin. Yeah. Do I think it's as good as his independent creator-owned work? No, but did I enjoy it? Oh, yeah. And these these are great writers. So, you know, you're, you're getting a good product. Yeah. And my, I, but like you, Shane, I, I could do with just, you know – I could use monthly a break. issues for I could use while. a break. <laughs> Jim Chung's art reminds me a little bit of Art Adams in the line quality. I could see that. 
up on page – God, I hate the Marvel catalog. There's no page numbers. On Indeed. page 14 and 15, Angela, Asgard's assassin number one. Interesting. Taking the Angela character and going to Asgard. I do like the Scotty Young variant with her and a packed bag going on the Rainbow Bridge. Aww, <laughs> so adorable. Back when, Paige, we talked about this last uh, month, how trepidatious we all are about, are about a superior Iron Man. Yeah. Still going to try it because, you know, it's I love Iron Man. I'll certainly give it a shot. But the, the, the solicit really raised flags for me. I, I hope I hope I'm wrong and that it's something I enjoy. But maybe it's Doctor Octopus again. <laughs> yeah. And then we're talking, and then our Marvel off the rack. Yeah. The comic adaptation of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, we're picking this because Mark Wade is writing it. Yes. A lot of these adaptations usually tend to fall flat, but for God's sakes, it's Mark Wade writing Coulson. I'm in. Mm. So, and it like, doesn't hurt the Carlos Pacheco's doing the art. I love his artwork. Yeah. Well, to start with, it, it says here it's going to be a rotating art team, mission-specific artists. Sure, but, sure. But, yeah, Carl Pacheco's a good place to start. And there's a monkey. <laughs> there's a monkey. <laughs> What is this Captain America, Peggy Carter, Agent of it S.H.I.E.L.? Looks reprints. Like, is it it's, reprints? It's, is there any new material in it or no? I don't think so. It's oh, okay. Collecting Captain America in the first 13, uh, Cap Volume 1, 184 to 186. The first two issues of the – I guess it's the Rick Remender series. And oh, okay. And uh, Tales of Suspense number 77. I guess they're just trying to capitalize on the – the fact no, that they the, would the never TV do that. Show. Well, <laughs> hey, it, it's smart marketing. Oh, yeah. Merchandising. Especially She's getting her own show, isn't she? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Early next year. Yeah, that's, that's why yeah. the first uh, episode of this season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was yeah. a flashback. flashback. Right. Have they – has anybody watched the short with her and Iron Man 3? I haven't watched it on the DVD. No, yes. I don't – I haven't. Okay. Fabulous. Was it good? I loved it. I'll, I'll have to watch it because I, I just haven't watched it yet. She is – you know, she's so bitter that, that everybody in her office is kind of putting her – She's a woman. Know, kind of yeah. putting baby in a closet and, yeah. and not letting her do anything. And she's there late one night and gets a call and just goes out and does it. It's fabulous. Oh, I look forward to watching it. Absolutely fabulous. Um, Another Spider-Man book. Yeah, Spider-Man <laughs> and the X-Men number one. Why is Spider-Man Do you mean another Spider-Man book or another X-Men book? Uh, that's a good point, Billy. Yeah. Jean, Grey, Jean Grey Academy's new guidance counselor. What? What's Although, they, I, they're, I, they're asking your question right here in the solicitation, Danny. What's a non-mutant doing at a school for mutants? What? He's being the guidance counselor. They, I just read that. <laughs> it, it kind of uh, reminds Murd, me of that uh, made-for-TV Scooby-Doo movie where Shaggy and Scooby were teachers at a school for monsters. <laughs> Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. <laughs> it's kind of Murd, reminds me of They're that. doing a team-up. This is all you. It's Sauron and Stegron the Dinosaur. I know. Man. It's the team-up I never knew I wanted. <laughs> and, you know, I can't live without. If it were only two ninety nine, <laughs> I'd be all over that like scales on a skink. But as it is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I, I actually I think I might want to read this. Oh, God. Well, you it know, it just looks silly. The, yes, it does. The Wolverine and the X Men took me by surprise way back when that premiered in its first iteration. Well, that was this, a fun book. It that was, was a, a really fun, book. fun book, and this has the potential to do the same. I want to ask Danielle her opinion. Um, See, it, page twenty five. Greg Land's art just leaves me so cold. What do you think yeah. of it? Because he did Birds of Prey for a while. Uh, and I actually own original pages of Greg Land's artwork. Uh, I think a lot of people comment that he's gone very photorealistic mm. in his style. And I don't like it as much. I like his older stuff better. Yeah. The art that I have is doesn't have that same photorealistic Which quality. Which art is that again? Well, I have 
two pages from Birds of Prey oh, number eight. Oh, the classic eight. issue. Yes. You're right. His Which style was not. different then. Yeah. Yes. And this I have... Is, this is not photorealistic. Well, a lot of people... When I say photorealistic, I mean that he has a tendency to find uh, like supermodel cover girl poses. Gotcha. And he does a lot of... Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say tracing, but it's definitely influenced. Working for model. Let yes. me ask you guys this. All right. The big event here. In five months, time runs out. Do you think they're going to reboot? I think it's possible. I hope not. As we were talking about in the car. Yeah, I'm expecting not. I got yelled at. Yeah, I got yelled at a lot in the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Murr, do you think no? They keep teasing something like that, and uh, I don't think it's anything. I doubt it. I think it's, it's good to make us think that. When they're not going to do it. I mean, because when I think about that, I mean, I, I, the DC reboot for me has really gone cold. Just, just, just me. Which one? And, no, not not just you. No, the New Fifty Two. Um, yeah. And I think Marvel, Marvel is such a great history. I don't think you necessarily need to reboot everything because they, they've been updating, like you know, Captain America's thought out ten years ago, basically, rather yeah. than, for example, right. Um, they're always doing sort of soft tweaking. And I think um, you have to do that to keep the absolutely. longevity of the characters. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. So I, I hope they don't do a full-scale what DC did because uh, I think Marvel is doing a lot of great work right now. They could. They could because they're very good at making these long-term plans and carrying them out. Well, their movie studio certainly demonstrates their that. Movie stu- right, oh, and that's yeah. what they can say is where, you know, they Marvel has always been over, able to hold it over DC that we've never had to do a continuity crisis. We've never had to do a continuity crisis. Now they can go... We're proud to bring you our first continuity crisis <laughs> after right. uh, 15 right. really successful movies, including <laughs> the first superhero crossover franchise. How are you doing, DC? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How's Justice League coming? 2027? Good. <laughs> I like that you skipped over the Death of Wolverine book just because uh, when I was flipping through, I went, he's still dying? Well, he gets halfway regenerated and then dies. Again. I mean, in, in, our, in, in our shop... I think it's fair to say, Bill, virtually nobody is buying or reading this book. What? Death Wolverine? of Wolverine? Which Death one? Wolver- there no, seems to be got, like 10 of them. We've got reservists for almost every single Death of Wolverine tie-in. In, not many. Not but... many. Okay. <laughs> no, I, cause, and, we're not, and we're not going to get be, you know, be getting most of them for the new wall. I mean, my, my feeling is, being, you know, having been a reader since a childhood, these types of stories now leave me so cold because these are huge money properties, like he's really going to stay dead. Yeah. So why read it? I mean, I'm just not... Look at all the books I just mentioned in Image that are so damn good. Why am I going to spend my precious time reading the, the, the quote, Death of Wolverine? I'm not. Well, well, the, I mean, somebody pointed out to me the other day that, that Marvel is undergoing this, this time period where they're, they're basically like depowering or moving aside most of their main powerhouse. You have Wolverine is dead. Uh, Captain America is geriatric. Uh, well, Steve Rogers is yes. geriatric, I should say. Uh, the Falcon is hale and hearty. Um, <laughs> uh, Tony Stark's a dick again. Um, Thor, Thor can't pick up his hammer. Yep. Uh, Hulk is just doing whatever the Hulk is doing. Um, <laughs> well, he was in. He was. He was smashing his way through time and space before, right? So, like, everybody's coming to these these depowered things. It, it just it feels like they're they're building up towards something so big and. Like- Sorry. That's a good Go point, Bill. A good I point. think they're trying to change things up and diversify a little bit. Uh, that would also be good. But it'll be back in line for Avengers 2 or 3. Yeah. Whichever. But these Death of Wolverine stories, all I can think of 
is the Black Knight from Monty Python. Not dead yet. <laughs> I am not dead yet. It's a flesh wound. Well, now he's dead. I'm behind on Moon Knight, but it's the stories I read were great by Warren Ellis. Now Brian Wood's taking over, so I'm all in for that. Yeah, I just have to catch up. It's not going to hurt. Uh, my boy, since seeing Guardians of the Galaxy, is loving not only legendary Star-Lord comic, but the Rocket Raccoon comic as well. The Rocket Raccoon comic is really fun. The Rocket Raccoon is awesome. It looks adorable. It's great. Again, we apologize. There's no page numbers here, but... Uh, every now and then there's a page number. Yeah, every now yeah. and then. Rocket there's no rhyme or reason to it. But no. December 31st, released. they're releasing The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and also Miracle, Miracle Man Annual Number 1. Grant Morrison and Peter Milligan writing. In... Right away. Wow. Yeah, and the Milligan story, it's a new one, and it's illustrated by his old partner from the Ecstatics days, Allred. Yes. Mike Allred. By the way, Murd, I, I'm moving through your latest time bubble. Riveting, sir. <laughs> Absolutely riveting. I am pleased, sir. Thank Indeed. you very much. I want to point out, I don't know if you guys are reading Fantastic Four. I am, but I am now really behind Okay, because James Robinson is doing some really interesting – I mean, it's James Robinson. He's well, doing some really interesting – uh, work in that book. He's he's really exploring um, the team's dynamic. I mean, the Fantastic Four have been you know quote down many times in terms mm-hmm. of they've fallen apart. But sure. this 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 take is very interesting, um, especially the fact that Valeria, their daughter, is will- willingly living with Doctor Doom as sort of like her quote uncle. Yeah, because she's she's dissatisfied with her parents' conduct, and she's trying to make Doom do good huh? for the world. Okay. Uh, so that's very interesting. Um, and, and the government has stripped the – the government has taken the Fantastic Four's children away because they feel they're endangering them. So there's that whole – it's very interesting mm. what James Robinson is doing in that book. There's a nice ad in the center for uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with all the circuit board-looking drawings that Coulson's scribbling on walls. Hey, there's a page number, 51. Once again, 51. I say it every month because it's that good, the Mark Wade Daredevil series. Murd, on page 51, is that stunt – Master, I was about to ask you the same old question, Silver Age. If that uh, was Stunt Master. Villain. Yeah, I'm not, they don't. They don't. They don't say in the, in the solicitation. Yeah, it's like a Roy Thomas. Was it Roy Thomas who came up it, with him as a? Some yes, it was Roy Thomas. Trying to I'm pretty sure it was Roy pick Thomas. up on the evil Knievel craze. Yeah, San Francisco now has two men without fear, and only one will be alive. This book is so good. Wow. And faithful listeners, more Daredevil spotlights are on the way. We're, we're, hmm. we're getting there. A date has been set yes. for recording more. Danielle, you've been reading about Captain Marvel, correct? No, I haven't read Captain Marvel. That's I, I'm thinking of Miss Marvel. I'm sorry. Yeah, Miss Marvel I'm loving. But uh, the next page over is She-Hulk, and it is absolutely one of my favorite titles right now. Why is that? It's just fun. It's quirky fun. Like the Dan Slott era, similar to that? Kind of yeah. similar. Yeah. I've, lately, I've just been into very quirky books, and... She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, and Silver Surfer have been my books from Marvel that I am loving so much. Page 53, Thanos versus Hulk by Starlin. Writing nice. and drawing. Mm-hmm. With a variant cover by Ron Lim. Wow. Pretty choice. The Hulk is kidnapped by Pip the Troll and traded to Annihilus. Then Thanos of Titan gets thrown into the mix. Wow. Pip and Annihilus and Thanos I'm and in. the Hulk. It's, I think I may have to be in too. Yeah, Starlin, come on. Interesting. He, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, anything else jumping out on, on Marvel? Anybody see anything? Uh, interesting on the ultimate side of the world here. God, I don't even know what 50. F- 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, sixty, sixty-one, maybe. Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man number eight has a Shield Hydra symbol behind it. That's a really cool cover. It is. What, what page is that on? Oh, I got it. Never it would mind. be sixty-ish something. I haven't read any of the Miles Morales stuff, but I've heard I it's really heard. good. I, I've read the first few arcs, excellent. But then I just I kind of get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, so it's one of those. I was reading the Ultimate book before uh, Peter Parker died, and it just. I knew it was coming up, and I just didn't want to read it because I was going to be really sad. Well, the original Ultimate Spider-Man was a magnificent series. It really yeah. was. And then when they they kind of rebooted it or renumbered it, and it became like Spider-Man. When it was Spider-Man. still with Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man is Amazing Friends almost. It was so good. You know what it is? And this is this is a, a frustrating good thing. There are so many good comics out today. Yeah. And now as adults, we have so little time oh. to actually read all this stuff. Yeah. So I own a comic shop. I can't find the time to read half this time, stuff. Time, money, I mean, and responsibility. Yeah. Well, there, there's a lot of good stuff being produced. Flip two pages and uh, Secret Avengers number 11. I'm still still loving that book. Hawkeye and Coulson face off. All new X-Men, consistently superb. That book is so good. I'm really far behind on that. People used to say Bendis couldn't do team books. He sure as hell can no, with this one. Oh, this, oh. Is, oh, this is fantastic. It's outstanding. Book. It is one of – there are only a, like you know five or six books that I'm reading regularly, and that book comes out, and I devour it. I have yet to read the new volume of Uncanny X-Men. How is it? The Bendis Bendis series. It's good. Uh, I think all new X-Men is better. But they do kind of... uh, It must be a different tone because it's Cyclops' team, right? It is a different tone, but they do cross over a little bit in a way. It's kind of like you're seeing what's going on with Cyclops' team and you're seeing what's going on with what's going on with the kids in the school. Uncanny X-Men 29, it looks interesting. They're reading the will of Charles Xavier. Yeah. With She-Hulk. As the lawyer. Yep, that's very interesting. And notice notice Dr. Doom is present, as are many of the other Marvel heroes. And Dupe. It's Dupe in the background. Yeah, can't go wrong with Dupe. It's awesome. Merge just, in his time bubble, talked extensively about the Wolverine Dupe uh, miniseries. Oh, my God. Darwin Cook. I remember yep. that. And, yeah. so and the presence of Dupe in uh, Ecstatics, right? Mm-hmm. Ecstatics was a good book. What the hell does Dupe do? I don't know. Does he have a power? Yeah, he's he's like got green like a, no, he's got like a <laughs> like a comic meta power where okay. he can he can slip between panels. <laughs> so okay. he sort of yeah. Hmm. I wonder if he's ever met ambush bug there in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he's that a pretty talented fun. cinematographer. I understand. <laughs> well, that was his role in the X Force right. series. Yeah, okay. he, was, he was the camera guy. I didn't get. I'm up in the Marvel Collected Editions, and the f- first one is Avengers by Kurt Busiek and George Perez. Uh, Omnibus Volume these 1. Omnibuses are amazing. Fantastic. Let, I'm going to jump back. Story. I want to address these. They're doing, they're both coming out in March. You've got the classic Busiek Perez Avengers uh, uh, run that, that's the first 23 issues, which includes the, the legendary Ultron story where he basically wipes out an entire nation. Yep. And then you have – look at this Alex Ross cover. Look at this, Danielle. Avengers Volume 2, The Silver Age. Roy Thomas, John Buscema, Don Heck, in. All in, baby. That is – what is that? Issues 31 to 58. That's going to include the first appearance uh, of the Vision. Wow. That's an omnibus right oh. there. Plus an X-Men crossover That's and ma- materials from Not, not Brand, Brand Eck. Eck. Yes. <laughs> Marvel's self-satire magazine. Jumping back to Icon, Jason Aaron, Men of Wrath. Great art by Ron Garney. 
this I just read the first issue. This is about a, a family who has a, very, a legacy of violence, and oh, the first issue was tremendous. No one writes books like this quite like Jason Aaron. Powers number one. Now it's coming to Sony PlayStation TV this December. So I guess you can only watch it through PlayStation. Is that the idea? Yeah, I would okay. say so. You know, actually, I don't know. I love Powers, but unfortunately, this is my, my own my own fault, I guess. It started to come out so sporadically over the years. I just lost I lost touch with the book, and I haven't really read the last I don't know two or three arcs of it. Um, yeah, I which can't is a remember because the last one I read. You know, I stayed with the book a long time. It's a great comic book, um, and then they're reprinting all the trades here too. Or at least the first couple. I'm up on 95 with their newest um, epic collections, Iron Man, Stark Wars, and X-Men, Children of the Atom. you got great stuff there because the, that, that's the Armor Wars story in Iron Man. Yeah. It's the great stuff from the 80s. And then the, this, is, this, this is just like they've done with some of the other characters. This is the first you know, several arcs of the original X-Men series in color. Yep. 1 through 23 of the X-Men and... 215 to 232 and annual 9 of Iron Man. Jumping back a page for Murd. Oh, yes, of course. Marvel Masterworks Warlock, Volume 1. Yep, now available Trade in paperback. soft cover yep. for 25 bucks. It's all of the pre-Starlin Adam Warlock So that's material. the Roy Thomas stuff then, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And you, Shane, are you reading Legendary Star-Lord? Um, I have all the issues. My son has read them and loved them, and okay. I have to read them. He just loaned them back to me. Because he said they're not, they're they're staying in his room, which is fine. He has his own box. A lot of traits here of you know, recent series, Uncanny X Men, Amazing X Men. How's Nova? I haven't read that series, the new Nova. I love it. I read the first couple issues of it, and I really enjoyed it. And I have, I think, the first couple trades sitting at home. I just haven't had a chance to read them yet. Right now, I'm actually slowly moving because I'm reading several different books at once. But I'm slowly moving through Annihilation because I never really read it. Mm-hmm. It's really enjoyable. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. Um, with with Nova, I actually forced Ben to download the first five or six issues from my Marvel Digital account to his device, and he read them and loved them. So now he's downloading the next trade worth, I guess. I uh, just to comment, uh, we're getting collected editions. Iron Man Volume Four, Iron Met- Metropolitan Trade Paperback, written by Kieran Gillen. I tried to read this series when it started over. I could. I only lasted a couple issues. I dropped it. I love Iron Man. The Fraction run was amazing. I, I thought it was it was tremendous. Iron Man, his run, and I thought this was so flat. I don't know. Is anybody else reading this no. this uh, iteration of Iron Man? And then nope. you go to the next page. Well, come on. Here's where it's at. Hawkeye okay. Volume Four, so one of the best Marvel series, hands down, mm-hmm. without question, in my opinion. I think everybody here probably agrees with that. I'd agree with that. Absolutely. That's it for Marvel for me. Hmm. So you're page 106. We've got a trade of uh, the late Dwayne McDuffie's uh, Deathlock series from, fine writer. from the 90s. So the first 15 issues plus an annual of that in that trade. Back of the book, rest of the book. Rest of the book. Page 244. A couple things on here. From Aardvark, Cerebus Volume 1 Remastered Edition. Trade paperback, 30 oh. bucks. Brian Deemer would love that. Mm-hmm. I might. I. I don't have that first volume. I may pick that up and give it another go. Two forty four. Sip Kids two. Amen. We just. We just critiqued the magnificent first issue. Mm-hmm. Daniel, did you read Sip Kids one? No, I don't know. Fabulous. I'll no, see if I can find a copy yeah, at the store. It's, think, it's tremendous. Yeah, I don't think Bill thought to bring it home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's okay. He probably didn't know. Smack him. 
navigating the rest of the book is always a challenge because you don't want to miss good stuff, but there's so much to look through. Yeah, you don't want to get me started on this design at the back of this book. <laughs> it just... It kills me. I, I we we won't it. get you started. So much. I take it you think it does the books a disservice. Let's it leave does. It, it yeah. does. I, I really... I'm bothered by the fact that they... It seems that... I'm assuming that they allow certain publishers to design their own pages, which I guess makes sense, but it doesn't flow with the rest of the book, so sometimes it falls off and it's hard to kind of figure out what you're looking at. The professional designer has spoken, ladies and gentlemen. Page yeah. 252. Oh, you're right where I am, Shane. Go right ahead, Merv. Restored my faith a little bit in little Ape bit. Entertainment. Ah, they're, yes, look at that. They're making a second go at getting the second issue of Sesame Street uh, to readers so, after, what is it, what's it been, like two years since the it, first it's, issue it's was published? It's been quite a while. So, yeah. They, they, oh, yeah, I they, forgot they, about that. That's, they must have the artwork gotta done. got to be here at least, right? Mm-hmm. So hopefully a we'll... long time. Hopefully we will. So remember have that Jamie talking enjoy. about that first issue. With oh the yes, excitement. getting it for his nieces and nephew. Yep. I know it's in the back of the back of the book, but I'm coming across an advertisement for a replica of Mister Fusion from Back to the Future. Huh? I need fuel. Hmm. Alan Moore writing crossed. 100, number one. Now, Cross was Garth Ennis' brainchild. The first story is phenomenal. Cross makes The Walking Dead look like kindergarten. This is a brutal book about some strange virus that has turned people into just mindless killers with crosses etched into their faces. I've never read – I've only read the Ennis original story. It's it's Garth Ennis, so it's really well written. It is absolutely terrifying. I mean, there's a scene where you, you just basically see a little kid torn to pieces, oh, essentially. Oh, oh. It's yeah, I couldn't read Pulling that. no punches. Yeah, it's, I couldn't read that. But if Alan Moore is doing 100, that's, I'm sure that's going to be interesting. On page 274, there's a new uh, Brian Lee O'Malley book coming out called Seconds, which I'm sure people will be into. I'm sure Bill's going to get a copy of it. 273, uh, Garth Ennis again continuing his war stories. He's, this time he's taking it to... Uh, Avatar, again, no one does military history comics better. A McBain special, number one on page 280 from Bongo Comics. Mm-hmm. That's a Simpsons character, mm-hmm. right? It's a this Schwarzenegger do- doppelganger. Oh, that's right. Okay. Schwarzenegger doppelganger. I started doing one of those um, silly Facebook games where you link to something and it asks you questions about – you know, the top – What? how many Star Wars questions can you get right? How many this, how many that? There was one about can you name all these secondary Simpsons characters. I like Simpsons. I've watched a lot. I've read some. I don't know it nearly as well as almost anybody I know, especially Jamie. But I'll be damned if he wasn't channeling right through me because I got almost <laughs> every one of them suckers right. I had no idea who they were. I'm just looking at it going, uh, that one, uh, that one. I knew like three. Out of all the ones that I did. So, Jamie, he had to be there smacking my thumb. Guiding your mouse. He really was. It, was. it was fun. Page 283 from Boom, Escape from New York. If you did not get the novelizations and you should want them, on page 288, there's a slipcase box set of Jim Henson's novelizations of Labyrinth, The Dark Crystal, and The Storyteller. I saw that. I saw the Labyrinth book. It was Gorgeous. I have Labyrinth and um, Dark Crystal. I don't know if I have the storyteller yet. All right, I have to, I have to jump ahead. You know where I'm going. Page three hundred four. Wow, you are jumping ahead. 
Dynamite Entertainment. Oh. <laughs> Shaft number one. You really couldn't wait. Whew. No, he couldn't. Perhaps the greatest black exploitation film ever made. And just a, a damn – I mean, Murd, I'm, I'm sure with, with the 70s, you, you appreciate Shaft. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a comic, uh, New Adventures of, of, of John Shaft, Private Eye. I cannot wait to read this. Covers look great. They got a Francesco Francavilla cover doing a spinning image of Richard Roundtree. A Michael Avon Omen cover. Wow. I cannot wait for that. Hopefully it will be good. Next page is Army of Darkness, number one, in space. Page after that is Death of Apollo for Battlestar Galactica. Interesting. Also in space. Which, mm-hmm. which, which is kind of – I read the description on this one. It's um, what happens to him to lead up to what we see at the beginning of Battlestar Galactica. I'm Galactica, sorry, Galactica 1980, where you find out he died, right? Apollo and Starbuck are dead, and their sons have now taken over. But Starbuck really wasn't dead, because doesn't he show up right. later on he shows in the up. series? Well, yeah. Yeah, but I think he does eventually die. We might not see it, but okay. he does because he helps to – in that series, he uh, the, the one episode is Starbuck's on a planet and he meets a, a girl and her and her son – total spoiler for this if no That's one's okay. watching it. It did come out in 1980. It did. Right. And they take <laughs> off and Starbuck stays back to let them escape as well as, I guess, battle whatever silence. I can't quite remember it. But I think that son turns out to be Dr. Z. Okay. So, right. like, Starbucks' death and Apollo's death all happen way back when. Okay. Because when we see the show, their kids are all grown up, and uh, Dr. Z is... But doesn't Starbuck appear in an episode, or am I just imagining I that? thought the only episode he appeared in is that one where they kind of... Where you find out okay. what happens okay. to him on that planet. But again, I haven't watched yeah. it. It's, it's probably years. 20 years. Dan yeah. Abnett is writing it, though, so... Yeah, yeah that's, that's what piqued that's my interest thing. about that. Uh, page 312, The Art of the Boys, The Complete Covers by Derek Robertson. The Boys was a great book. Again, Garth is deconstructing superheroes as only he can, you know, with great humor and grit and ultraviolence, and that was a fun book. It doesn't hurt that Brian Deemer's in that. <laughs> I never thought of that, but you're totally really? right. Yeah. Really? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh, Day one, is. I thought that. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. I think he thought that too. <laughs> we Huey is, is, is Brian Deemer. Wow. Page 319 has a Flash Gordon holiday special. That's kind of interesting. I want to read that series because I it's Jeff too. Parker, and I'll wait for the trade because I'm sure it's fun. I just I never read, read the first issue. I have the first couple, and then I decided to go for trades. We talked last month about we're kind of looking forward to the new John Carter Warlord of Mars series. Mm-hmm. Looks interesting. Django and Zorro, Django and Chain by Tarantino. I'm all over that. With Matt Wagner drawing, for God's sake. Justin Gray doing Lone Ranger. That's probably interesting because he did a great run on Jonah Hex. Yeah. Oh, this we should tell Matt about this. On page 323 from Dynamite, The Shadow One-Shot, 2014. Hmm. Michael Morasi. I think he knows... I think he knows him. I think Matt knows him. That is. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I know Matt did. He did do the shadow on one of his uh, With or Without Pulp episodes. Mm-hmm. Another great series I recommend is in terms of the podcast. If you missed it, page 342 has Buck Rogers Volume 1 in its most recent iteration, mm. as well as Phantom Number 3. 
Oh, yeah, that's that uh, Howard Chaikin miniseries mm-hmm. that uh, Hermes published a couple of – like and, two years ago. And here's something for you, Murd. The hardcover and softcover being released at the same time. Huh. While it, I decision. think the hardcover is the previous exclusive, it's still interesting to to do it that way. Jumping back to page 338, uh, again, I always want to check out Fantagraphics. Black Light, the world of L.B. Cole. Great uh, Golden Age uh, sci-fi covers. Proto-psychedelic is the term they use here. Murray, this is right up your alley. Yeah. Zap, the interviews again from uh, Fantagraphics. Uh, current comics journal interviews with the cartoonist behind Zap Comics, the famous underground book, you know, Robert Crumb and so forth. I'm sure that's very interesting. Fantagraphics always has great stuff. If you go to page 340, it looks like Scott McCloud has a new book. Ah, look at that. The Sculptor. The long-awaited magnum opus from superstar Scott McCloud, a spellbinding adult urban fable about a wish, a deal with death, the price of art, and the value of life. I'm in. Mm. That sounds very interesting. Scott it's on page, page 340. It's from, from first second. First, second. first second puts out a lot of good books. Yes, they do. It's just good to see Scott McCloud telling a story again instead of yeah. just telling us how to tell stories. <laughs> well, before we go any further, I Please, want to jump sir. way back to page 293 under Kaboom. Oh, wow. uh, new thing from uh, Roger Langridge, Abigail and the Snowman, four-issue miniseries about a girl and her debonair yeti friend. Oh, I <laughs> saw the cover of that. It looked very cute. Yep. Also, uh, the page. I think the page before that – the uh, Boombox 2014 mixtape number one looked like it had a lot of uh, good creators mm-hmm. doing stuff. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, a lot of webcomic people yeah. in there. Murd, speaking of mixtape, you would be proud of my son, Ben. He is really head over head over heels for the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. soundtrack mm-hmm. and all that great 70s music. Well, I am happy about that. But uh, does he listen to it on audio cassette? No, we do not have an audio cassette player in the house anymore. How are you raising these kids? <laughs> I don't think they came out with that soundtrack on audio cassette, but they probably should have. I could probably record it if I had one. Yeah. <laughs> I think I still have the technology. I know you do. <laughs> Merv, do me a favor. My uh, younger devilish son apparently wants to participate. Would you turn on his uh, headphones for him? Is this a good idea? Hmm. I don't know if he's going to speak, but he wants to listen. Well, Say hello, Jun. Headphones are always Hi. on. <laughs> Such a ham bum. Hi. There he is. There you go. Trying to fix this microphone. I almost bopped him in the nose. Oh, uh, page three forty-six. I was waiting Attack. for you to talk about this. Attack Billy. on Titan has the beginning box set. You can get the first four uh, digests of the manga altogether. One of the creepiest. Oh animes I've ever seen. It's, really? You've seen it? it? I've watched some of it with the boys, yeah. You watched the first Ooh, five episodes. And I, I, it, it was turned, good. It turned my stomach. Yeah. I would really? come in, I'd yeah. come into the living room and he'd be watching it and I'd just walk away going, I know. And I was watching it in, in Japanese, so I had to pay attention to, to everything that yeah. was going on and it's just horrifying. It's, it's basically about... huge naked mute giants eating people. Yes. Right. <laughs> Giants, uh, giants. It looks with, like babies. They look like babies with meme faces, and they eat you for no reason. And they look like they've had their skin flayed off of them. Uh, some of them do. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Can we go back to Star Blazers? <laughs> yeah, of course. Seriously. Battle of the Planets. You what know what's page, really sir? fun? Sailor no, Moon. Nothing. Just uh, <laughs> instead, of, instead <laughs> of that, can we go back and watch <laughs> Star Blazers? An adaptation yeah. of Star yeah. Blazers. I've heard that they're re-releasing Sailor Moon. They with a, are um, newly uh, redubbed. Uh, well. Well, there is the newly redubbed and resubbed that they're uh, putting out through Hulu Plus, but they also 
redid the anime. And it's more, it's supposed to be closer to the manga. And I think they're on episode six. It comes out every two weeks and it's released on Hulu Plus. Hmm. It's a Bill and I's new favorite thing to watch. <laughs> I make them watch it with me. It's fantastic. I love it so much. You have magical transforming girls. I'm all over it. Page 353, uh, Stumptown Hardcover Volume 3. All that story is actually coming out right now in comic form, but uh, Greg Rucka's outstanding uh, female detective story. This is the third arc he's done. If you if you enjoy a good detective story, it's Greg Rucka. You can't go wrong. The first volume is really good. Yes. I didn't even know the story was going on again, so I'll I get need it for volume you, two. I'll get it for you. Back on page 350 uh, from Locust Moon Press. I mentioned this when it was still in its Kickstarter phase. This uh, book looks good. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my Lord, yes. 16 inches by 21 inches. It's a little Nemo original anthology hardcover, a slew of great creators, some of which are mentioned here in the uh, solicit. uh, Bill Sienkiewicz, J.H. Williams III, Paul Pope, Michael Allred, David Max, Stephen Bissett, Craig Thompson, Gabriel Ba and Fabio Moon, Peter Bagg, J.G. Jones, Yuko Shimizu. And they're all just doing little, like, one-page or well, they're not really little because there's, it's a 16-inch by 21-inch hardcover. Nice. Yeah, I wanted to get it, but the I think to get the book, it was over $100, and I just I couldn't do it. I'll have a copy in the store. Yeah, they're, they're, it's one of those uh, please inquire as to price yeah, things. That means yeah. it's going to be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Kickstarter, it was I think the book was 100 and something dollars. But that's something where I'm sure it's going to be worth the price point, just the, the sheer magnitude of the project. Absolutely. It's just coming up with the funds. Under Oni Press on page 354, we've got uh, Chris Schweitzer's uh, Krogan Adventures. Um, it's uh, historical fiction, but um, ancestors of a modern-day family named Krogan. It's a, the, the framing device is the father telling his two sons stories of their famous ancestors. One of them was a pirate, one of them was a French legionnaire, and so on. Um, so apparently this is now being reprinted under Oni Press um, in color for the first time. It's uh, I, I devoured the first two trades on a long bus trip up to Toronto a couple of years ago. And, and uh, I, I can vouch for it. It's, it's, it's good quality. It's, it's well-researched. And it says it's kid-friendly, it's which certain, is always good. It is that. Now I'm up on uh, 368 and 69 for the Titan Comics Doctor Who stuff. Are you caught up on the new Doctor Who, Danny and Bill? Yes. Yes. Are you loving it? Liking yes. it? Yes. I'm liking loving it. I. I am loving the hell out of it. So am I. What I find interesting is, as much as I've watched Doctor Who since it came back, mm-hmm. and uh, my kids would sit and watch an episode here, an episode there, Ben has gone full on to this new Doctor Who. He has watched the episodes before I get to watch them, the little <laughs> bugger. And he's trying not to spoil them for me as he gets excited to tell me about them. But I am loving the new oh, Doctor they're Who. they're so good. They're so scary. Yes. Oh, my God. And the one episode with the... Uh, was it called Listen? Oh, that's... Mm. That was hands down. It was... I was like, where... Thank you, Moffat, for coming back. You're finally writing well again. Okay, so now, spoiler, you know, I'm sorry. We're going to spoil this a minute. But now, to me... It really seems like it's Clara's fault that he went in the army now. Mm. Could be. That she caused all of it to happen. And at some point, that's going to come back. 
to realize he'll realize she that was is, something. That is interesting because he keeps mentioning how he doesn't like the army and right. how he doesn't like soldier boy or, and yet, or PE teacher as he was calling she, him. There she is. She's the one that's like, here's all the protectors. Here's the guy. He's And he comes out, Dan, that's his name. And uh-huh. that's what he uses now. So to me, it's going to come out that it's all her fault. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Page 377, our esteemed friend and colleague, Peter Rios, always talks highly of the Tomorrow's Chris. Silver Age. I'm sorry. That's okay. I was looking at the book. I know. Um, Peter's always talked highly of the Tomorrow's Silver Age sci-fi companion. They've offered it again. I vouch for that as well. Everything Tomorrow's done is just top of the line. It's a great retrospective on uh, Silver Age sci-fi characters. They've also reissued uh, the Joe Kubert, a tribute to the creator and mentor soft cover, which is also great. And Daniel, you want to talk about something on page three seventy-eight? Uh, well, no, well, I, yeah, but also three seventy-six from Top Shelf Productions, uh, the collection of the webcomic Strong Female Protagonist. I have not read it, but I definitely want to read it. It looks good. Anytime there's a female character, I'm probably going to read it. But then on you were very page, excited about this. Yes, on page three seventy-eight, there is a Katamari Damacy book. I guess it was a webcomic, and they're collecting it in hardcover. And if you've ever played the g- video game Katamari Damacy, it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. It's like eating mushrooms and then going into a wonderful drug-infused yeah. world. <laughs> that's, that's the only – you're this little uh, guy, and your father, the king of the cosmos, sends you to Earth, and you roll things up in a ball. Yeah. For no other reason than he is a jerk. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But it's one of the few video games that I will actually play, and it sounds incredibly dumb, but it is so much fun. And the music is crazy, trippy Japanese music. It's, I love it so much. Now, check this out on page 380 from Valiant. This, Jamie would be Jamie would be over all this. over this. Wow. And, how, and when was the last time you heard this? A new prestige format miniseries. Prestige format. Prestige like format. Days, huh? It's fun. It's only 32 pages per issue. So it's, they're, they're going to square bind 32 Yes, pages. they are. It's, it's what it sounds like to me. Like the old DC Elseworlds. Yeah. Mm. Written by Jeff Lemire, Matt Kent, and art by Paulo Paolo Rivera. Rivera. Wow. I mean, that book just says lovely all over it. Miniseries one through four, prestige format, and it looks like the Eternal Warrior is the protagonist of the story. Versus the immortal enemy, three ninety nine, not not three ninety nine, not bad. Wow, these preview pages look great. They sure yes, do. They do. I haven't read any really any of the new Valiant, but I'm going to read this. It, I, I'm I'm not as as big a fan as Jamie is. There are some things that I do enjoy about it. This is just one of those. Uh, Nexuses that seems like all kinds of goodness. I'm looking forward, uh, looking at Quantum and Woody. As we all know, I'm a huge Christopher Priest fan. Mm-hmm. And I did order the omnibus that's coming out of the full Quantum and Woody run from the 90s, which I've never read. Murd speaks very highly of it. Mm-hmm. I've heard amazing yeah. things about and it. Then, I, just never I mean, read it. I, it's Priest. I'm sure it's great. And then they're having Priest and Bright reconvene to do a new miniseries that's coming out of the return of Quantum and Woody. I'm looking forward to that. I keep urging people who have been enjoying the James Asmus version of the series to try this and compare. And then go out and buy the trade that Valiant's recently released of the old Priest and Bright material. Murray, did you see this from Zenoscope 400, the Jungle Book? 
Oh, yes, with a female yeah. Mowgli, of course. You're a Jungle Book fan, aren't you? Uh, not really. Oh, I thought you were. I'm sorry. I've, I've never even seen the oh. Disney film all the way through. Neither have I. At least not since I was like four years old. Nope. You I guys, is a bear necessity. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I like How about How a bear can movie. rest at ease. I, I get chastised I like and I understand song. it. I, I, that's just not my favorite Disney movie. Oh, look at this on page. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in books now unless somebody has anything else I from am the too. comics. 406, boy, is this for me. The full-color guide to Marvel Silver Age collectibles from MMMS to Marvel Mania softcover. There's a bunch of good collectibles books. There's, uh, offered again is the Star Wars one. And the Simpsons one, more Simpsons, and G.I. Joe. All kinds of goodness there. Daniel, did you see on page uh, 406, New York Burlesque, photographs by Roy Kemp? I did see that. Is that something you'd like? Yeah. I just pointed that out. He did. Page Shane, four- wait a minute. I'm sorry. This is you. Page 407. G.I. Joe, another backyard hero is 1970 to 79, an authorized guide. I know. <laughs> That's got to have some treasures in it. Yeah. Page 408 has uh, Doctor Who, 12 Doctors, 12 Stories, Slipcase Edition. Also on page 408, they're, they're re-offering a new printing of the classic, in my book, Kirby King of Comics hardcover biography by the great Mark Evanier, which is a, a wonderful, uh, beautifully produced biography of Kirby's life. From what I've heard, Evanier is working on a, an even more comprehensive biography of Kirby, which I, I, I'm looking forward to that. If, if those rumors are true. Also, Shane, did you notice the uh, Doctor Who visual dictionary? Yes. Is that the updated version of the book that you're always talking about? Um, no. Oh, okay. Um, I don't have a visual dictionary of it. I have one of monsters. The, the, the book I have, boy, I forget what it's called, gives a history of Doctor Who. Oh, okay. From the time it started all the mm-hmm. way through to what was current at that time. That's a fabulous book. Yeah, the, the slipcase edition... Uh, thing looks awesome. Just I, you can't. I, you can see the cover of the one, and it's just beautiful. Yeah, it, it's Colin sort of, Baker's. Uh, yeah, chest. It reminds me of the table cards I made for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other Doctor Who book I talk about is the old technical manual. Okay, that's what it is. The technical manual, which I did just recently get off Amazon and, and was used, but it, it, that was cool to revisit. Page four fourteen. Uh, Merge, I think you'd appreciate this. Back issue 78 is a, in caps, a weird issue. Batman's weirdest team-ups, Joe Orlando's weird adventure comics, weird war tales, weird mystery tales, Steve Dicko's Shade the Changing Man and Stalker, Howard Chaykin's Iron Wolf, Robert Crumb's Weirdo, and Jim Starlin and Bernie Wrightson's The Weird. I love wow. that magazine. And then comic book creator 7 from uh, Tomorrow's fo- focuses on Bernie Wrightson. Great stuff. Draw Magazine number 30. Wow. Focus on Chris Samney and uh, Butch Gweiss and that. If you skip over to the uh, T-shirt section, mm-hmm. did you notice that there's a there's a girl bad wolf hoodie, which I'm very excited about? Where's that? Uh, it's on, you know, the, the, the page that's pink because girls like pink. Nice. <laughs> Even gives you a little bit of a TARDIS in the That's front. a geek yeah. chic boutique. Now you don't want the Batgirl mm. shirt because the purple is that. Yeah, mm. I'm not really a big purple fan, but it is an adorable uh, T-shirt. There's also the TARDIS hoodie, which kind of want. Danny does not appreciate the Dalek. I hoodie. do not like the Dalek hoodie at all. It's a little too ridiculous for my taste. Shannon, I like on page 428 that Tatooine shirt. 428. All right. 
Oh, yeah, that's nice. Like I visited there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the Deadpool Aloha t-shirt is brilliant. Yes, yes. That is amazing. A button-down shirt. I like the Star Trek Elementary with uh, uh, Jordy oh, and Data, Data, Data and Sherlock yeah. Holmes. That's great. Two of the best episodes was with uh, Moriarty. I even like the Rescue Ranger shirt. There's a Rescue Ranger? Yes, there is on page 431. Oh, yeah, there is. Oh, wow. Look at that. Oh, I love that one. God, I love that cartoon when I was a kid. That game, that Nintendo game was so yes. much fun. Really? Yes. That Especially because the... it had a two-player mode, but you could pick up your partner and throw them at bad guys was... and damage them. So it was the most destructive two-player game. Damage the bad like, guys or damage your partner? Both your partner <laughs> and the bad guys. I'm sure that so was a great you game could in just, your household. Oh, my God. So many epic fights. Now, check out on page 435 the winter-type caps up around number four of Batman and Superman. Yeah, I don't really huh. get what they are. When when oh, they're rolled you up, them over. when they're rolled up, Clark's got his sun, his glasses okay. on, and Batman's got you know his mask on. You unroll them, and you can see the full face. <laughs> Batman's yeah. still got his mask off. That's yeah. where you can see the awful Dalek shirt, Dalek hoodie. On you the don't other like page. the Dalek hoodie? No, I don't. I do like the Tardis one. I I like the Tardis one too. Now we enter, often the most amusing part of the previews. Boy, I gotta say, View Askew has gotten so much mileage out of the Buddy Christ concept. Oh my gosh! Now they have a plush doll. That's why I think that's my least favorite Kevin Smith movie too. There on page four forty one is the price of Mister Fusion. For that price, that sucker better work. Four hundred bucks. Four hundred bucks. Wow. On page four forty five is Mego like Tarzan and Conan figures. But on four forty two, Shane, for only fifteen dollars, you can get a Spider Man gelatin mold. Fifty? Oh, 15. fifteen. I thought you said fifty, <laughs> no. and I was like, "What?" That would be kind of cool, though. <laughs> I could totally make uh, some Jello shots out of that. Pa- you do them well, my dear. Oh, Pants oh. would love this. Page four forty five. More retro Mego style figures. That's they have what I just Conan, Tarzan. Yeah, Next page, they got it. Superman. Yeah, that's what I'm Bizarro, looking at. Yeah, Bizarro. The- the Mitchell Picklick murder. Look at that. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, the Bizarro was actually an original figure. That there was never a Mego Bizarro. Was, was there a Amigo Mitchell Picklick? Yes, there was. There was. Okay. Except this one is a little smaller than the original. They say they reproduced him on the six-inch teenage body because he is an imp. He should be a little <laughs> bit shorter than everybody else. Makes sense. For Buffy fans, on page four fifty-five is uh, Mister Pointy, twelve-inch plush. Huh. I saw that. That looks kind of dirty. Yes, it does. Doesn't even. Yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah, is. It's, it's that is a ten dollars stick. <laughs> let's let's be frank, honey. That it's is a, a it's a plushie. That is a ten dollar. Okay, fine. It's a toy ten dollar. Oh, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Chris on page four fifty six is your uh, Charlton Heston Planet of the Apes. Those are nice looking guy. figures actually have there. The, yeah. the ones above it too. It's a madhouse. Some of the most majestic overacting ever. It's so great. It's a madhouse. Now you're doing Shatner as Charlton Heston. Yes, I'm doing Shatner as Charlton Heston. In you know, I watched while I was team up. while I was working last night. I had on uh, just doing some mindless schoolwork. I had on Star Trek uh, Six: Undiscovered Country. Love it. One of the best Star Trek films. Yeah. It's so good. Yep, it's right up there with number two for me. And just Shatner's entrance. What are we doing here? And <laughs> I'm just riveted for that moment forward. You. Personally, vouch for me. Yeah, vouch. Vouched for me. 
Wow, did you see on page 470 the Batman 1966 uh, maquette diorama? Let's get over there. It looks amazing. Oh, wow. I mean, it's it's, $260, but wow. But it's amazing. That is nice. Yeah. It's really nice. You can see the folds where his, you know, that was. (laughs) Okay. I thought you were going a different way. No, 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 no. I wasn't. You weren't referring to the bat bulge. No. No, I wasn't. (laughs) Would you like that, Shane, that maquette? Yeah, but I, I don't have $300, yeah. man. I understand. Well, you're in luck. It's only... Well, I don't have $269. $269. I don't even have it's, the 10% it's... or something that you get off of. It's like 300 by the time you, you get tax in there and everything. I always, As I've said this before, I'm always fascinated by the, the back of the book. You always wonder what actually sells, like what people... Yeah. Because there's so much tchotchke in here, and a lot of it's expensive. So yeah. when, uh, 472. Sailor Moon stuff in 43 days, yeah. by the way. I'm sorry, Shane. It's all right. It interests me with the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe action hero figures. They've got to be like a sideshow or a real action thing. Didn't Marvel used to do this years ago where they had the larger versions of action figures? Am I remembering that correctly? Well, they, they did, but I think they were more like what Marvel Legends turned out okay. to be. Doll-sized things like what DC directed a few years ago, they really hadn't ever done. I don't think. Now, again, not that I have $500 for this, but on page 475, a next-generation tricorder replica. Actual working, bleep, bleep, lights up and all that. It better for $500. That sucker better do my kid's homework for $500. (laughs) That is is the shittiest cell phone you'll ever buy. (laughs) For $500, it better be an actual replica or yeah. actually a prop from the studio. That works. And takes your temperature. Replicated, replicated from the original master tooling. Mm. Which is great, but $500. Go ahead, Billy. Get, oh, it's not actually on that page? No, it's just telling you it's coming up. Oh, okay. Never mind, it's coming up later. <laughs> I was wrong. So, Daniel, on page 43, you have your Sailor Moon uh, figurines. Yeah, I saw... I Do can't. they have shiny makeup? No. They, of course they have shiny makeup. It's all about shiny makeup. I don't need no guy's protection because I got shiny makeup. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. It does say that the in the lyrics. It's, yeah. it's amazing. And oh. I just have to point out all the Studio uh, oh, Ghibli stuff. 484 and 485. All the Totoros. Yep. I want them all. Spirited away. The Totoro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, the thing I did want to point yes. out was the DVD Blu-ray combo pack of The Wind Rises. Which is the new one. Well, about the guy who designed the Japanese uh, that, uh, fighter plane. Well, that's yes. the last of the... Uh... Supposedly, it's, it's Miyazaki's a... last yeah. film. Supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. I, I didn't see it in the theater. Well, everything Miyazaki makes is amazing. Yes, agreed. Now, I, I have some of these on page 494, the Doctor Who character... Building minifigure series four features the new doctor, Clara, I think even a Jack Harkness. That's pretty cool. There's a Dalek. There's a Dalek. I need a Dalek. I think that's the World War II Dalek, too. That was a pretty cool Dalek. It was. It's not the stupid Daleks anymore, thank goodness. Yeah, the the redesign sure didn't last long, did they? Yeah, the iPod Daleks. Uh huh. Shane, what do you think of these DC Comics Retro Sofubi collection? A little bit odd. On page uh, 497, Harlequin and the Riddler. I'm not familiar with that that action figure line. I, I'm not either. It's, it's a bit odd. I don't like them. They're not. They seem very squat. They're yeah. not They're cute creepy. and adorable. 
Oh, God, there's a bigger picture on the next page. Oh, wow. Their arms don't look long. One enough. of my favorite sections is the just the mountains of tchotchke in the collectibles and novelties section. It is one of the best parts. Yeah, it, it really is. Adventure Time leashes for your pets. <laughs> hmm. Adventure Time dog collars. I am Groot t-shirt, little Groot. Aww. Anybody want a wampa fur rug? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I want the pop Guardians of the Galaxy dancing Groot vinyl figure. Mm-hmm. You'll get it. And Chris, <laughs> there's a Howard the Duck next to it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what page is that? Yeah, on? yeah. See? Huh? 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 Did somebody say something Five about a duck with a cigar? And a suit and a world he never made. <laughs> kind of looks like the oh wow the it's, version from the movie. Yeah, I think it's like the Howard the Duck film. Not that the, will join yeah. the rest of our toys on top of the bookcases at uh, Wild Pitch. Uh And when it does, a dancing baby Groot should be with it. That's if that's my dear. It's as much your home as mine. You may certainly <laughs> do that. I think I need one for my desk at work. There's some Doctor Who standard notebooks on page 516. One looks like it actually has a lock. Oh, is it a diary? It looks like a diary. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, TARDIS with lock. And then River Song's oh, journal. You got Doctor Who glasses, Shane, on page 517 <gasps> as well. Like, I need another glass Oh, my, my goodness. Uh, Danielle wants these. Oh, there's a Dalek, and it says exterminate. What? I know, and <laughs> the TARDIS so says whoop, whoop, whoop. Ooh, those mini notebooks whoop, are... Whoop, whoop. Delightful. 518, I always get new uh, bobbleheads from my desk at school. It's part of my legend as a teacher that I have scores of bobbleheads. They have a Deadpool bobblehead there. I'll be sure to pick that up. God, bobbleheads. I, that is one thing I cannot stand is bobbleheads. <laughs> they have the next set of the Magic the Gathering vinyl figures from Funko. Are you excited? Uh, I think that that little six-inch uh, nickel bolus is adorable. I don't which I don't know. Right there. Okay, thank you. The it, dragon on page oh, the uh, dragon. 519. And on page 520 is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles van with Mikey from Pop. <gasps> that is so adorable. You know what though? If I had that, I would expect it to throw tiny plastic pizzas. Yeah. It's, it's and better. it doesn't. It it doesn't seem to. I used and to have so that. So I am automatically disappointed. Yeah, but it does say Turtle Van Pizza Mikey vinyl figure. Maybe mm. there's a pizza in there somewhere. Murd, on page 538, are you familiar with the 1970s Japanese series Devil Man? I've heard of it. Okay, because it just seems like something you might be interested in. There's a Captain America, the first Avenger Hydra lapel pin on page 521. I was looking at that, and all I could think is I want that to be a bottle opener. I thought the same thing. I thought it was a bottle <laughs> opener at first, and I was like, I need that. You would I have gotten it, and you would have, and you would have been sitting there sad with a closed bottle. No, no, <laughs> you would have taken, you would have taken that, and you'd have used it on those mini bottles of booze that they sell at the liquor store. That's true. You could open six of them at once. Um, are, what do you think of these etched glasses? Are these? These oh, are those the Marvel no, ones? Yeah. Those are nice. I want to yeah. get No, these aren't. Are those Toon Tumblr? Or no, no, I don't think no, so. But they, they, they chose great artwork for them. We're definitely going to get and those. If what page etched, is that? You might be able to put them in the dishwasher. <gasps> Good point, Mike. Uh, Which is, is very exciting. Because I hand wash all of my... Pen. You have to. Oh, oh yeah, no. Otherwise. Danny has me do that. Yeah, we oh, don't. Oh. I refuse to wash glasses. I I grew up in a bar, and I've washed thousands of pint glasses in my life. I don't allow my wife to do the dishes. I do the dishes. That in our house, because my wife is a magnificent cook, so Ricky or I will always do the dishes. Yeah, and and, yeah. and, and, and as the same, Carlene cooks very well, mm-hmm. and 
does not load the dishwasher well, so I have no problem Bill's, loading the dishwasher. Bill there is an art to loading the dishwasher. Think about me. What? And I think I load the dishwasher fine. No, <laughs> no, no, no I, I constantly rearrange it, and yeah. I get twice as much in there. Yep. No, no, I'm pretty sure I'm fine. So Carlene said to me, you know, one day, then you just do the dishes perfectly fine. Yeah, we just don't allow. We just don't use the tune tumblers in our house anymore because I know I don't either. We, yeah, there would just company. be yes. uh, a pile of them sitting outside the sink, and then occasionally one would go in the sink, and then it would break. And and, would, yeah. and when I hand wash them, I then hand dry them right away, one at a time. Oh, wow. Poor, poor yeah. Poor Gwen Stacy glass with oh, a resounding yeah. crack. No, I destroyed your Mary Jane glass. Yeah, we also we also oh, you yeah. lost your Gwen Stacy glass. We too? lost. When did we lose Gwen? Gwen? Uh, a while ago? I, I don't know. I didn't mark it in the calendar. It wasn't that sad. But We've lost a lot of those yeah. glasses. You didn't mark I it just, in the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's an opportunity to tell my resounding crap. Anything else you want to point out in the back of the book? 524 Snap. and Snap. 525 have a Starfleet flight bag backpack or messenger bag or something. And yet again, a Chewbacca replica messenger bag. I would like both of those. It won't happen, but that's it. I'm spent. Aww. Hmm. Closing the book. Anything else, Murray? Previews? Anything? Not from my corner. Brother and sister? Anything? Mm, no. Uh, looking at just board games, kind of flipping looking through the board games. games. I don't think there was anything. Putting together Christmas lists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, don't you worry. Games. Week In the games. back, they have, of course, a lot of their B-movie DVDs. That's that's right. Some of which are quite entertaining. Sure. Yeah, I think that's it. We shot oh. our bolt. No, so we, say we all. We've been extremely thorough. Yes, we have. We're, uh, we're, we're cresting two hours here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm done. So. All right, Shane, would you like to uh, – okay, well, let's remind everyone about our off-the-rack picks. Um, from DC, it's going to be the Secret Six number one. From Marvel, it will be Miracle Man uh, – no, sorry. It's going to be Shield. Shield number one Correct. by Mark Wade and Carlos Pacheco. And the independent pick, Star Trek Planet of the Apes, The Primate Directive. Yes. Number one. All right. This episode of Comic Geek Speak was brought to you by DCB Service. That's Discount Comic Book Service. Check them out for all your pre-ordering needs. To visit us, go to the website at comicgeekspeak at gmail. I'm sorry, I screwed that up. To visit us, go to comicgeekspeak.com to send us an email Send it to comicgeekspeak at gmail.com. To leave a voicemail, the number is 267-702-6642. Stop by The Comic Forums and comment on this episode. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We would like to thank everyone who contributes to the show. We do appreciate it. And as always, we are uniting the world's mightiest heroes, one listener at a time.